Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, our very first show of 2020, the beginning of our 14th year on the air together. Not unbelievable. That's like twice as long as most most marriages. <laughs> oh, it's amazing that we've we've been able to be around each other that long. We never really fight, you know, and it's just awesome. We are so cool. We are the coolest. It is going to be a fantastic night. It is going to be a fantastic year. Last week we talked a little bit about making New Year's goals for ourselves, and we're going to touch a little bit about on that uh, in a few minutes, but. I wanted to go over a few things before we get started tonight. I wanted to give you the number to call in. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. You'd like to call in and share with us tonight. Read some poetry. We may or may not, <laughs> it very could possibly be or possibly not be, um, we're having some issues with the lines tonight. So, uh, if something happens and you suddenly lose me and you're reading and I don't say anything, uh, just keep talking. The show's yours until I can get back onto the board. <laughs> if you're trying to call in and you're getting a fast, busy signal, then uh, just go ahead and keep poking it with the stick. It'll let you in eventually. All right. So we are having some issues with the lines, but everything will be cool. Once again, the number is 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in tonight. If you are interested in putting together a writing workshop with us, and I just said we talked a little bit last week about writing goals, and it made me think about Jamie, the one, one that I worked on, made me think about Miss Jamie Bond. And so I reached out to her this week, and she doesn't know it yet, but I think I'm going to try to talk her into doing a haiku workshop with me. Uh, and and when you hear the workshop, you'll understand why it's really important that I used Miss Jamie uh, to help me do that workshop. But yeah, uh, so if you're interested, that's one I'm, I'm kind of planning. So if you're interested in putting together a writing workshop with us, we would be more than happy to work with that and work with you on that. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. It can be, uh, you know, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. And that's my firm belief always. So, you know, you could do something on, you could do an actual workshop where you talk, you know, step by step. Or we have a uh, produced poem at the end of it. You could talk about your favorite poem, your favorite poet, your favorite form of poetry. You could talk about your favorite era. You could talk about publishing. You could talk about doing spoken word. You could talk about recording. You know, just anything that you'd be interested in coming on and putting together with us. This can be anywhere from a half an hour to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. And it can be pre-recorded, which means you can record that on your computer and send me an MP3 file, or I can help you record it over via phone lines if you want to do it that way and have some interaction. Uh, it's all up to you. We can do a combination of live 
uh, we do a live show and a pre-recorded or a combination of both, whatever you need us to do. Just uh, shoot me over an idea and we'll get that put together. If you probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would be on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together, and we will get that done. The next thing I want to do is I want to thank our sponsors. I mentioned we're going into our brand new year, but I want to thank those uh, people who helped sponsor the show and helped me cover the licensing, on-air licensing fees for 2019 for the last decade, last year, the last decade. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you guys stepping up. Of course, Sean Gullickson, Rosalind Prentice, John Case, Paula Okay, so I'm hoping that you guys can hear me. As I mentioned earlier, we are having some issues with the lines. Um, just had my board totally disconnected, so we are going to be uh, we're going to be doing some some creative maintenance here. All right, so <laughs> hi, welcome back. Let me know in the chat room if you're able to hear me or not, or shoot me over a message real quick so I know that we are I am back on and not talking to myself because that would like kind of really suck. Um, but anyway, okay, <laughs> back back to the show. You know, we don't like I say we don't always do it pretty here, but we always do it. We always come and we have fun and hang out, and it's all cool. So I was thanking our sponsors when uh, when I lost all audio. I was thanking our sponsors for helping us sponsor 2019, and we really appreciate you guys helping us keep our uh, licensing fees for our broadcast license to be able to come on and share with you guys every single week. Appreciate you guys stepping up the plate. I'm going to go ahead and start the list over again because I don't know where I was when I got cut off. So we had James Wensapian, Sean Gullickson, Rosin Prentice, John Case, Paula Sweet, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Mangus Khan, Ronald P. Bremner, Terry Galloway, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Uma Ponchapalli, Christy Doherty, Julia Vargas, and Michael W. Enks. All right. So thank you guys. Appreciate it so much. Our broadcasting year is done in uh, February, so we will be doing a uh, 
doing a sponsor thingy coming up here in about the next month. If you're interested in helping sponsor the cafe, you can just shoot me a message and I'll let you know what that entails. Okay. So appreciate you guys. And, uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> We're going to move forward with this. I'm just going to assume that you guys can hear me and that all is good in the world and everything's as right as rain. Yeah. I see Robbie is in the chat room, but no clue if he can hear me or not. So anyway, I'm just going to keep going. It'll pick up again eventually. We always start and end every episode with some writing prompts and the such. So if you are ever sitting around and you're wondering, hmm, what should I write about? You can go back to any of the shows in the last 14 years, <laughs> click on a show, and at the beginning, within, within the first 15 minutes, you'll get some, some idea starters for writing, and off you will be going. I hope that these are, you know, I hope these are fun and useful for you guys, because I have a lot of fun putting them together. And uh, it's just it's just, you know, inspiration, watching it come back. You know, doing prompts and, and hearing the poems they they inspired and stuff. It's a lot of fun for me. I think it's probably one of the funnest things about this show for me, honestly. I absolutely, I have a blast seeing what you guys create from them. But one of the things that we were doing at the beginning of last year, uh, your your New Year's resolution, uh, whatever it is, from me was to get a journal and to go out and buy yourself a brand-new pen, a good pen, one that you like, that runs smooth. You know, we all have our weird quirks. And for me, if I sit down to write something and I pick up a pen and I don't like the the sound of it on the paper or it doesn't pull right or it isn't smooth enough or it, the color of the ink, I will I will get up and I will hunt for my pen, for, for the pen that I want to write with. So, you know, the pen you write with, I think, is very, very important. It's all part of the ritual. So, uh, you know, you were supposed to get a pen and a pad. I'm going to give you the same one this year. Get yourself a brand-new journal. I don't care if the journal you were writing in last year is not full yet. Put it away for the year. Get yourself a brand-new one, a brand-new start, and or a spiral notebook or whatever. And journal assignments, these are meant to be pen to paper, guys. These are not to be done on the computer. There's Your mind thinks differently when you are writing on paper. So, uh, you know, yeah, get yourself a spiral. Even just a spiral notebook works. Or you can go out and, and I like getting the journal books and then making them really messy inside. <laughs> I'll have to show you guys some pictures sometime of my some of my journal pages. They're pretty crazy. Um, but it's real important. So, you know, I just want to remind you that as we start out a brand new year that you should have a journal, spiral notebook, something like that, because some of these need to be handwritten out. I'm going to run through them. The first thing I want to do, and I'm going to be reminding you of this probably for the next couple of months, just to be fair and honest with you, and then it'll probably drop off because it'll feel like I'm beating a dead horse. You guys should know it all by then. You know, everybody's listening the same week, so I want to make sure I, I keep putting it out there. But I've given you guys a journal assignment for the year, and it's one that I did. Uh, about five years ago and had a lot of fun with and it's actually one that I am giving myself again this year so it is to write a haiku a day every single day for the entire year and what is the biggest thing with New Year's resolutions why do people break them because they say I'm going to quit smoking and they go for three days and then their friends are over there chain smoking and they grab a cigarette and they take a puff and say well I blew it this year and they just keep smoking. You know, you can't do that. You know, a New Year's resolution, you set that discipline for yourself. I'm going to write a haiku every day for the year. 
If you miss a day, it doesn't matter. Just pick it back up the next day. All right, and it's really important that you do this. I think that you're really going to have fun with it. First of all, you know, it's 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 a challenge, and these don't have to be great haikus, right? <laughs> Just write one, silly, have fun with them. Um, you know, but you should you should be able to find something in every single day that's worth 17 syllables. You know, write a haiku about someone you ran into during the day, or the coffee cup on your desk, or you know the gum on the bottom of your shoe, whatever it is. Just find something that's worth 17 syllables and write a haiku every day. If you miss a day, that's fine. So at the end of the year, you only have 364. You know, So you only have 300. If you do this every day, it's going to change as a writer. It's going to help you think clear. It's going to feed that creative side to you. And it's going to, at the end of the year, give you 300 and some odd haikus where if you pick your best 60... You've written, in one year, you've written a book of haiku poetry, and every poet should have a book of haiku poetry out there. I don't care what kind of writer they are. Haiku is kind of like getting to see a poet with their pants down. You know, you, you can't hide things inside of all of the other stuff. They're pretty clear and concise. So, yeah, I, I think you'll have fun with this. Write a haiku every day for the year. All right, so that's your writing exercise for the year. Your or your journal assignment, excuse me. Your journal assignment is write a haiku a day, every single day for the year. Your journal assignment for the week, you're, you're on your mark to set right, uh, is a exercise or assignment in uh, free writing, basically. You know, it's just you put your pen to paper, ready, mark, you know, mark, mark is set right. I want you to, at the top of a clean journal page, bank journal page, I want you to write the line. Where did I put it? Where did I put my line? Oh, I lost it. It was such a good one. I had it. Oh, wait a minute. It's down here. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> so your <laughs> your journal assignment for the week you're on your market set right on the top of the page in your journal. I want you to write the line. Start with the line, due to a defective, and go. Just write those those words, due to a defective, and write. Just don't think about what you're writing. Just go. It's, just, it's like doing the, the, what are those those bobsleds that go down the mountains on the ice? It's, just, it's like letting your brain do that, okay? Just write down, due to a defective, what? Go. I don't care if by the end if you're, you know, talking about having to take your dog to the vet. It doesn't matter. Just write. And write for at least 10, minute, 10 minutes. This isn't supposed to be poetry. It's not supposed to be pretty. It's just brain vomit. All right? Due to a defective and write for 10 minutes. Free writing. The next thing I'm going to give you is your writing exercise. An exercise is meant to push you out of your comfort zone, to make you write in a way you may not have written before or about something you have never thought about writing about. Uh, just some things to push you out of the norm. You know, it's only when we get pushed out of where we're comfortable that we grow. So it's really important that we're always expanding ourselves, always pushing ourselves as writers. And to do that, we have to push ourselves to write. Writer's discipline. So for the year, again, I gave you a writing exercise for the year. And I told you to think about a goal you could set for yourself and a realistic goal. You know, be fair to yourself a goal you could set for yourself that has to do with writing or being creative 
in the year. And then sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and write down your 12-step program, the 12 steps being each month of the year. And write down three steps, maybe, that you can do each month to help you accomplish that goal by the end of the year. And that will help keep you on track. So that is your, your assignment, your or excuse me, your writing exercise for the year. And I also told you, and I really want to kind of push this idea, you know, as part of your writing exercise. And, you know, a writing exercise isn't always, you know, putting paper to pen. Sometimes your writing exercise is doing. I mean, you have to, you have to live life in order to write about life. You have to experience humanity in order for you to write about the human condition. You know, you need to go out there and touch and poke dead things with a stick in order to write from, I don't know, a poking a dead thing with a stick perspective. <laughs> so what I wanted you to do is you need to feed that creative side of you. You need to push yourself out of the box, not just in your craft, but as a human being. You have to live in order to have inspiration live inside you in order to experience new things. You know, So once a month this year, I don't care if it's for a half an hour. I don't care if it's for 15 minutes. If that's all you can find is 15 minutes in a month, then I'm okay with that as long as you find it. you know. Or if it was a whole day, that would be awesome. Or a weekend, that would be great. Or a week. Mm-hmm. Every month of the year, I want you to do something out of the ordinary, something new, something different, like a play date with yourself. You know, I want you to get your hands dirty and skin your knees and and get dressed up and do the unexpected and surprise yourself. You know, be uncomfortable. But go out and try and do new things that you've never done before. You know, an opera or a museum or a NASCAR race. (laughs) I don't know, whatever it is, but, you know, it, it, it could be, you know, walking across the street from work and, and watching, just watching people in the park or, uh, you know, just do something. Do something that puts your eyes in new places, makes your brain think things differently, experience them, smell, touch, taste here. All right, so, yeah, play date with yourself once a month. And we're good to go there. So that was your writing exercises for the year. For the week, your writing exercise is The Sound of Silence. And we're going to take some inspiration from the classic Simon and Garfunkel song and describe what silence sounds like. And really explore the concept. What would, uh, what if, what would silence sound like? I mean, think about that. How would you describe what silence sounds like? Think about what kind of silence it is, the emotion in it, what could have caused it. You know, and really push yourself on this one. Remember, it's not really meant to be a poem, but, you know, by all means, write what comes to you. It can, I mean, it can be a list of abstract ideas or mental images, anything in, in any way you can think of to describe silence. And keep this bookmarked so every time you have a, a new idea, you can go back and write it in over the week. I want you to watch the world around you and observe for situations that could be used to describe silence. And remember, silence is found in some of the most chaotic depths of sound, like in the eye of a hurricane. Okay. So, yeah, really really push that. Think of all the different ways you could describe silence. Sound of silence. <laughs> 
All right, so that is your writing exercise for the week. Now, the next two that I'm going to give you, actually there's three this week, are your poetry prompts. And a poetry prompt is different than an exercise or an assignment. The poetry prompts are like seeds being planted, and they are intentionally meant to grow into poems. So it can be the title of a poem. It can be a line in or part of a line inside the poem, or it can be the concept of the poem. But it has to inspire a poem. All right, so take this and think, put it in your brain and, and chew it up a little bit and see what comes out. But your poetry prompt for the week is Along the Highway. Along the Highway. That's your poetry prompt. And if you miss any of this that I've given you so far, don't worry. I get mixed up sometimes and <laughs> don't explain things that clearly. I kind of ramble. Uh, but you can go back to the archive show after the show is over and listen first part of the show, and you can write down what you've missed. So anyway, if you got a pen and paper, write down the poetry prompt, which is along the highway, and do what you want with it. The next prompt I'm giving you is called That's My Line, and it's a borrowed poetry prompt. So the ones that I'm giving you, and there was actually two that I wrote down that I liked, and I thought, well, I'll just use them both then because, you know, can't use more prompts, right? The borrowed poetry prompt is a line from a poem that two of the poets last week that came on the show and read, I stole two lines out of their poems. And so you guys are going to be sitting here tonight and reading, and you're going to be sitting there in the back of your minds wondering, I'm wondering, hmm, is that going to be my line next week? <laughs> so the that's my line borrowed poetry prompt for this week. The first one is a plan for the unplanned. A plan for the unplanned. And that was from Carl Zetta Driver. That was a, a, from a line from a poem that she read last week. And then the next one is from Romeo Donati, and it is, I just thought it was just, you know, it could be, it's like putting a paintbrush in your hand. You absolutely control every single brushstroke of the image that that creates. You know, and so I thought, just if each if each person had to write this or to paint it, what if you just paint? I would love for you guys to do stuff like that. We're not just poets; we're creative people. You know, get your hands dirty, try new things, even creatively. What if you were to sit down and paint a picture instead of a poem and try to explain the same thing with with paint that you do with words? It'd be fun. The line of his was actually the title to his poem, I believe. And, in fact, I'm sure it was. It was was Portrait of Love. And I thought, you know, everybody has so many different concepts of love. That would be really cool to see what everyone would paint if they were to paint that. But I get to hear it because you're going to write it. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Romeo Dinati, for Portrait of Love and Carl Zetta Driver for a plan for the unplanned. And those are your writing prompts and exercises and whatnots for the week. We're going to go ahead and play an audio track here. We always start and end every episode with a audio track. And if you would like to call into the show and uh, hang on a second. I just got a big old bleep from from the show. Okay, all right, sorry about that, folks. 
<laughs> you know, remember you remember that part of the show that I talked about uh, you know, you don't have to be a professional to do this. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay. So, audio track. If you if you uh we're going to we start and end every episode with an audio track. If you're a recording artist and you'd like to have your track played on the air, you can do so by emailing it to me to the, the word that is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, and we can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. Now, the piece that I picked to start out the show with tonight is by Miss Vicky Aqua, Mama Oladeji. It took me years to learn how to say that correctly, and I probably still don't. Uh, I love this piece of hers, and I, you know, I was thinking about how much, you know, she's been here since the beginning, you know, basically. She's been here a long, long, long time with us, and there's a reason that we all call her Mama. You know, she she has earned her place, you know, as, as our monarch, or our, what is it, top of the, I'm not even going to try to do that right now. <laughs> Matriarch, there we go. <laughs> she, she's like the, you know, she the, she is just everything to us, and we love her so much. And uh, I thought it would be a really beautiful, beautiful way to start out the new year with a piece of hers, and a piece that I absolutely love, and it's called Ode to Nina Simone. So this is Mama Vicky Aquas with the piece Ode to Nina Simone. Here we go. Let's see if we can get this to play. Ode to Nina Simone. Nina! Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. They loved you in France with a love like mine. African queen, far from home. You're our own. When you sing for women and such, you're more than too much. And when you sing, my skin is black, I was taken aback. When you say you ain't got no, I knew what you meant. Mr. Moan, my life. My life was touched when you bellowed out, My name is Peaches! My name is Peaches! When you were so far ahead of your time that even when you died, died the rest, the rest still behind. were still behind. Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, you're our own. You touched my soul. Your music never old. When you tickle those keys, you touch something in me. With a bubble so bold, I just had to ask, why, how did the world miss you? But oh, no, not I. I hung on to your every word, to every word you sung. Even to this day, you can make me cry. But not for you, but not for you, but everyone, but everyone that missed you. Oh, Miss Simone, you were a delicious treat. 
Oh, how I still love you. Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, you're our own. I felt your pain from the depths of Georgia to New York City. Oh, what a pity that they missed you. How you were treated was sickening. America's loss was Europe's gain. Being more open-minded, as your songs reminded, they caused you to drift away from home, the home of the slaves. How you were treated was a pity from Georgia to New York City. Since you've been gone, things have not been the same. Now they remember your name. And now they remember your name. Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. That was Miss Vicki Aqua, amazing, amazing member of our community. I'm really glad she uh, we were finally able, finally able to get that track up onto the show for her. We were working on that for a while. Absolutely love it. I think she did a fantastic job producing that. So thank you, Vicki, for sending that in to us once again. You know, if you're a spoken word artist, if you have a recording, you'd like to send those to us, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, and we can get those uploaded and play them. Now, I want to go over what to expect. Oh, no, I have one more thing to do. I'm so sorry, you guys. So it's the first show of the month. And per, and seriously, I, we had a mutiny. And per my agreement with you guys, because I never read my stuff on the air, the first show of the month was our compromise. The first show of the month, I would do a piece of my own. And then that would be good. That would f- fulfill my obligatory <laughs> contract agreement with you all. And so what I'm going to share with you tonight is a haiku, because I've been telling everybody we should write a haiku a day for the year. So I'm going to read, and this is going to prove to you that they don't have to be great. You're not. You're just doing it, just writing to write to have fun, and as this piece will obviously prove. But I figured I would give you the haiku that I did. Okay, and so it is. You ready? <clears throat> Being all silent and stuff. All right. The haiku is, as lines are written, Ophelia thinks to herself, Shakespeare's an asshole. So that was my haiku for the day. (laughs) My obligatory red is done. Yay. All right. So now we're going to go ahead and we're going to get to callers. What to expect? Once again, I first want to to give you the number to call in. It's 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. 
So you're on hold. This is what you can expect tonight. We do take orders or calls in the order that you call in, such as area code 419 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that you have your name attached to your work and that people know who's reading at the moment. So make sure that you introduce yourself. Hi, this is me, and I'm going to read this one. Next thing is, is that right now you can do two poems um, or one longer poem. If the lines get too busy tonight and we need to switch that back to reading just one, I'll let you know when that happens. And if it happens to happen on your turn, please forgive me. But right now you're good for two poems, so have two ready to go if you would like to read two and let me know. And uh, then the next thing you'll want to do is when you are done reading, please make sure to give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you and let you know what they thought about your work and network with you or, you know, whatever it is. You know, maybe you inspire them and and uh, you want to make sure people know how to find you. So make sure you give out your URL. The next thing is to play, uh, please make sure that you remember we have a mature rating, which means you're bound to and will hear just about anything with the hard with the exception of hardcore explicit sexual content. No word porn, no tab A and the slot B bumping body parts. Keep it a little bit ethereal. There's a, a piece that we play, and I should have maybe I should play that if we get a chance during the show tonight, uh, called Working Man's Tongue, that I think is an absolutely amazing, amazing example of what exactly what I'm talking about when, you know, pushing that, that envelope on what's, you know, because it's a highly erotic poem, um, but it's exactly that, and it's not word porn. So you know, just you know that line. You know the line I'm talking about. Anyway, that's good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give our first three callers. We have area code four one nine seven five seven, followed by two one nine. I do want to let area callers from area codes four four seven and seven six five, area code four zero seven. And 850. I want to let you guys know you are not in the lineup. So 447, 765, 407, and 850. If you guys want to come on the air, please press 1. That'll let me know that you want me to unmute you. If you're here just listening and hanging out, I appreciate it. And welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy it. If you change your mind at any time, you can press 1, and that will go ahead and put you in the line at that time. We'll be able to bring you on. Once again, 447-765-407 and 850. Press 1 if you'd like to come on the air at any time. Let's go ahead and grab our first caller, area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Well, good evening, Nyla. How are you? Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm surprised I'm the first caller. It's been a bit since I've been the first caller. (laughs) (laughs) It has. And then you were gone for a while, and now you're back. You're just right on track, perfectly on track for starting your New Year's habits. (laughs) Yeah, I woke up in Kentucky. It was such an awesome New Year's. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you just gave yourself your first homework for the year. I want that to be a title, the title to your poem, exactly what you said. That I woke up in Kentucky on New Year's? Uh huh. <laughs> well, the one I'm going to read tonight is called The Beauty of Kentucky. I wrote it when I was down there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I, want this to, I want this to be like you went out on New Year's Eve and you woke up in Kentucky type of poem. Like, how in the hell did I end up here? I got one there? of those where's, where's My Car poems. 
like, how the hell did I get here? I ended up in, went out on New Year's Eve and ended up in Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, how many people can say that, really? <laughs> Maybe some of the Kentucky. shots had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Never drinking Tangeray and tonic again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. That would be a good spin on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, nice. Oh. Introduce yourself, my love. Uh, uh, Agent 419. Sally Gambino. Yes, I have. Are we still doing two? Yes. Okay. So I picked out The Beauty of Kentucky. I wrote it this weekend, actually. (laughs) Um, The beauty eludes me, takes my breath away. Somewhere in the hollers on a sunny Kentucky mountain day, the deer they were a feeding. They even stopped to say hello as the sun was setting further, sinking in the west and slowly getting low. The countryside and all the hills ingrained forever inside my mind. The echoes of my voice continue to carry across the vastness and remoteness this land has to hide, taking mental images one snapshot at a time. So when I leave this place, all I need to do is close my eyes to visit back the sights eternally etched inside. There isn't much better than the sun going down and music left to right. Hold up in the cabin, creekside, in the lows on the flat of a hillside. Pond in view, even basketball hoops. Evening left to sing with my love through the night. And like this place, may I always embrace the closeness of my heart with nothing but the grandest of memories created tonight. Good night, Louisa. Good night, my love. Good night to God and to all the stars above. Good night, moon, and to the feral cabin cat. Good night, feeding deer. Good night to the rushing buck branch. Good night to one and good night to all. If you hear the silence, you may have heard my hollered call, taking a piece of Kentucky home in my heart. The end. That almost made me cry. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. Aw. Why did you almost cry? Because, Because you absolutely beautifully painted a place where roots are. Aww. Your beginning was your home, and I have you know most a lot of you don't know much about me personally, but uh, I, I moved. I was in foster homes when I was little, and then my entire life I've worked in radio. So the longest I really ever lived anywhere in my adult life was three years. So I was always on the move, always on the go. You know, so and I've never I've never had that place to go back to. I, I see it, and I see people post about it, and I see pictures on Facebook, and I hear people talk about it. But I know I cannot really, my envy and longing for it cannot really ever make me feel what it's really like. And so to hear when you know hear somebody read a piece so emotional that can make me you know feel that connection is pretty awesome because I have no idea what being able to go home is like. You know, and it and and it was just so beautifully done. I just thought it was amazing. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're making me tear up with your compliments. <laughs> it was. A, it, I was there for the weekend, and it was an amazing time with my boyfriend. And yeah, it was. It was an awesome uh, way to bring in the New Year's. And yeah, the the sights will never leave me. I want to go back sometime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> just, I do have one more. You okay. have. Um, This is called Walking Through the Sands of Time. I don't know if I read it on your show or not, but I had to pick up two and I only had one picked out, so I'm just going to read this one anyway. Um, 
The sand that passes through the hourglass, it drops until the last granule falls. Time being measured by hours, the minutes, the seconds, they tick away. Life is but a mere measurement of time that we are all allowed. No matter how short or long that may be, we are all justified that we lived at all. Life is but a journey, some say a beginning and some say an end. But I believe there is so much more, a life to have yet begun when our spirits ascend. I do believe in karma and life to have every purpose under heaven and that it does come back to you. By living your life righteously, one can never regret looking back, to love your brother and your fellow man, to take care of one another the very best that you can. For what you do and who you are only gets noticed by a few, but yet it proves your character. Life is very painful, there is no doubt. We live and we conquer, needing some to shut our demons out. Fighting off the angels who are on our side, life gives us choices. Some just choose to take that ride as we sometimes fail to see our own beauty in what we stand for, in who we are, in what you believe. Let your individuality shine through, for I would rather stand alone than out in any crowd, enabling me free to think with my open mind and free to choose. The choices are all mine and all mine alone, yet taking risks is often my motive, stepping out of my comfort zone. I do at times dare to cross the line. To some... People live in a world that's black and white, and everything is set in stone. I am one who sees many shades of colors, experiencing how life is in constant change. It takes us places, oh, the paths we walk, the paths that we choose, the lives that we live. Some chooses bruise. Others are final, some without a say, dying from cancer or a needle you couldn't push away. Either way, life ends just the same. We all steer in different directions commandeering our own way. Life is but a fragile gift borrowed to us through time. We should never let it waste away, but embrace the fact that we live, being thankful for life, a precious gift, to be able to walk through the sands of time. And peace. <laughs> I love that. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. Someone had on a TV show where it talked about the, the way that birds will do these dances and do all this weird, crazy shit to attract a mate, right? Yeah. And I thought, yeah, you know, I well, what if, the, what, yeah, what, if the, what if the animal kingdom made a TV show about the weird mm-hmm. mating rituals of humans and the things that we do to attract each other? You know, she has was- this nip, tuck, sucks, lifted, separated, pierced. <laughs> Colored, you know, you know, and, and he and he pumps that up, and and you know, all the stuff that we do to attract a mate, and then all the stuff we do to have stuff in our lives. I was thinking about all the things that we do all day long. All you know, how much of our life is spent in the acquisition of stuff, you know, right. and a job, and and you know, how much time that we just waste dedicate to something that absolutely does not matter. It does yeah. not matter if you have three less eyebrow hairs. You know, the time that you spent doing <laughs> that, you could be, you could be out doing something that is going to matter. You know, when you when you're sliding into home, I want you guys. That's why I talked about stepping out of our comfort zones this year. When you're sliding into home, and whoever's waiting at the end of that gate, standing at that gate for you, you know, whoever it is that's standing there waiting for you, I want them to be so excited hearing your stories that you'll never make it to the great beyond that you're going to be just, like, stuck there hanging out. 
eating croissant, co- drinking some coffee with, with your gatekeeper because you're just talking about what an amazing life you had. You know, slide in, battered, bruised, cut, scraped, bleeding, laughing. You know, dedicate time to what's important, not to these silly rituals we put ourselves through in life. Carry the scars of living. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So that your poem made me kind of think about that. I appreciated that. It was great. Thank you. Cool. Well, well, thank you for letting me share on your show, Nyla, and I love your show. And I try to do it more often, but the holidays I was traveling and just I couldn't get sooner. But it's okay. I always am glad that you let me on here. I appreciate it. <laughs> We appreciate you so much, sweetheart. You're a big, big part of our family, and we love you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Love you, and Happy New Year to you and all your people and your posts. <laughs> Thank you, hon. You we'll care, talk to you yep, soon. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 757. 757, are you with me? Yes. Hey, it's Tamiko Barnett. Hey. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are Happy you? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Thank oh. you. So, what'd you bring us tonight? What's going on with you? What What New Year's resolutions creatively have you made? Just talk to me. Mm. Creatively. Um. Creatively. Um. <laughs> I have been thinking about, well, actually, I am going to do your um, one haiku a day. That ain't going to be a problem. Um, I'm going to do that all year long, see how that goes. Um, And it's leap year, too, so it's going to be 366 of them. So that should be fun. But as far as the ones that I've created for myself, um, Actually, to write six poems a day. Uh, right now, it's just for this month, just to do it for a full 31 days of this month. Um, it's like a birthday thing. Cause That's a I'm, big goal. It is, but... Um, I mean, really, seriously, mentally, that's a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And, that's awesome. Um, I thought about it on New Year's Eve. And um, one of the things that I used to do years ago was um, right at midnight, East Coast time, and, you know, Happy New Year and watch the ball drop and all that good stuff. And the first thing I do um, is write a poem, just write one. (laughs) And um, then go into my other stuff. But it's like... um, I haven't done that in a while, so what I decided to do um, is just write more, like just to kind of help me jumpstart writing more, because I kind of pulled back. I, I know you could probably relate to this as a writer. Like I remember I often go back into my mind with my one of my good friends and, about when I first got into writing and um, as an adult and just deciding, okay, I want to try to do this and get published and all that kind of good stuff and see where it takes me at a suggestion of someone who wrote, read my work at, at the job. I mean, yeah, read my writing at the job. And so 
it was just so much passion, and I was doing it every day. It didn't even matter. I caught the flu one time and was out of work for a week, but I still got my butt up and got sat at that computer desk, wrapped in a blanket, sneezing, coughing, taking trimenic <laughs> and everything, and still sitting there writing at the computer. <laughs> You know, there, there's that part of us, that romantic part of us that lingers from our parents' generation that actually pictures you sitting there like Jean Harlow in your flowing bathrobe and your little red nose and, and your sniffles. You know, we're picturing that, but I know where you were. I, the, you know, the, the, the snotting on the, mm-hmm. on the computer mm-hmm. screen, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. Big box of Kleenex next to me, mm-hmm. and I'm just like... Yep my hot tea and everything which may or may not have a little something in it and you know just <laughs> <laughs> to help bourbon me, and honey that, that that to help get it out the system you know and um <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and I'm still like tippity tapping away at the computer like I haven't got to get it out of me but um it was just you know I miss that passion and um, sometimes it does go away because life still happens at the same time while we're living this wonderful, creative, magical life, you know, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a poet, as a writer. So it's like life still happens. So sometimes life can be overwhelming and knock me off of that track. And I, I, sometimes I'm too, I don't know if I can really do it. Today I don't. I have things in my head, but I don't know if I'm gonna sit down and really try to bang them out. So that challenge, six poems a day, for and, and just try it for this month and see where that takes me. Um, I know how many it's going to produce by the by the 31st, but it's like if I can do that, then I feel like I think it's be. a big goal. I think it's like an Brain, brain, cell wise, that's like. I I would tell you to cut that in half personally if I were your, 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 your writing coach, whatever. Um, you know, I you're just you're gonna be sitting there on the floor at the end of the month I eating know, fruit loops. <laughs> Eating fruit with brandy for milk. I know. By next week, I'm going to be in tears. Like, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. But, you know, it's fun. It's fun setting those goals, even no matter how big they are. And it's okay when we don't meet them. You know, we have to be okay with our humanity, you know, and just think, you know, what a – but you're doing – one of them is going to be a haiku, so you only have five. No one said you couldn't write five haikus in one day to get your five in. I'm combining goals. Yeah. Haiku Exactly. Already, I'm way ahead of you. That happened yesterday. I said, "Oh yeah, that's right." I said I was going to do the haiku a day, so that's one of the five. That's one of the six. So. Mm-hmm. You know. um, <laughs> but um, uh, I, you know, I, I hope that you, at the end of the month, you tell me that you did this. If you don't, that's fun too. You know, mm-hmm. because I couldn't do it. <laughs> Uh, my br- my brain would just turn around and say, "Bitch, what?" <laughs> it's like, I cried a lot, but guess what? I did it. <laughs> but, <laughs> Stop for a minute, girl. <laughs> I know, but um, that's one of them. And um, 
that's that's number two. And then the other one for the whole year, and this, and I'm stretching it out through the whole year, give myself the entire year from from yesterday till the 31st of December. Um, is to um, after the hiccups and things like that with books because the book I told everybody about on here that's not in print anymore. Just I was wondering about that, but I went and double checked behind that. And it's out of print because of the company, which was shady. And I want to tell people what the name of that company, too. I forgot to do that last time because I want to help the other poets and writers and stuff. Like, don't deal with this company. They call themselves Publish America, and they call themselves America Star Books out of Baltimore, Maryland. But the Maryland Attorney General's Office has confirmed that they are not in business their websites and stuff are still up, and so don't don't deal with them. They did their writers wrong, so um, so um, they they shady. So anyway, <laughs> so please don't don't approach them to get published. Um, there's so many other ways to do it. You can do it yourself and go to other companies that are reputable. Um. But that's the other goal. Is at, even after all the hiccups with the books, I had five, and it just did not work out. I am gonna try to do one more book. Good. I, it actually was six books, but the sixth one I wasn't too satisfied with how it turned out, and so I took it down off of Lulu. But um, I was actually trying to do it all by myself. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> People who do that, I love y'all so much. How in the hell do y'all do that? But anyway, um, <laughs> but I'm going to try to do one more and see how this goes. It's number seven. Let's hope it's a lucky number seven. And it'll be like the first time all over again. And it'll be better because I know more. I know more now than I knew before. Mm-hmm. So let's hope this be the one right here. And Somebody say, oh, Tamiko, hey, I want to buy that. (laughs) (laughs) And we want to meet you and want you to read it. Will you autograph this for me? Yeah, there Uh, there it is. (laughs) Is that what? I said there it was. Will you sign this for me? Mm -hmm. I I want my copy signed. So yeah, I'm gonna try one more time. Good. So that's my goal. That's 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 it. And that's all for now. And um I almost contemplated getting back on online radio. I used to be on on Block Talk Radio. I knew you it was about yoga and meditation and journal writing called Divine Minds Radio. And then before that, I did a show called Soul Sisters. And before that, I did a show called Light in You for several years. And I, um, all that's gone away now. I thought about doing that again, but I don't know. We, uh-uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> so, so, I was like, uh-uh. I kind of like calling in to everybody else's show right now. But. <laughs> You get all the fun and don't have to do any of the work. It's perfect. (laughs) Good plan, good plan. Yeah, but the main thing, though, is just the writing itself. So we'll see. 
what else comes through about that other thing. But that was just. But those are the are the plans. How cool a day? Six poems a day for January. See how it goes. And the, one more book. It says me and high power and angels and whoever else up there have all of our best interests at heart can gather with me the strength <laughs> to do one more book and see how it goes. <laughs> Tears, smiles, and all. I'll hang in there till I get it done. So let's see how it goes this year. And hope it don't make me say to hell with all this poetry shit. I can't take it no more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'll never do that. <laughs> so, I'll never. Very cool. I'll never do that. I'll never give it up, though, but the book thing, oh, God. I'm just hoping I can get it done this time and it'll be, a, it'll be much better. But anyway. I'm going to go ahead and share these two poems. And these are very fresh poems. I, one of them I wrote um, this past weekend, and this this other one I'm going to share, I wrote it just earlier today, this evening. So, one of the six. <laughs> but I'm going to start with the one from this past weekend. Uh, it's called In Love. And, uh, okay. In love, consenting, joyfully expecting, healthy boundaries respecting, soul to soul, intuitively we know, heart to heart we clasp hands, in flight all night, in love we land. In peace. Beautiful. You gonna read a second one? Yeah, I have one more. And um, the second one is called Seek and Find. Can't contemplate angels on borrowed time when they are in a human mind. Although some people might be unkind. We are all in the experience of seek and find. In peace. Loved both of them, sweetheart. Great job, Tomiko. Oh, thank and you. And I, I wish you all the best of luck on your goals. I'm really excited to see how those play out. And I love that, you know, that you're so ambitious and excited and passionate about what you do. You know, it's an inspiration. So thank you, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Um, I am on Facebook, T-A-M-E-K-O, Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E, um, poetrysoup.com, forward slash M-E, forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O, one, three, and, uh, that's it. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. Thank you, baby. Thank you, Nala. <laughs> You're welcome. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, this is Brother O on the line. Hello, Mr. O. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing 
fantastic. It is really good to hear from you. Happy New Year to you. Uh, same you. Same you. Do you have a do you have something picked out special to read tonight? Oh yeah. Um this is a poem I did last year called Brother O always a winning the champion. It's not how many times you encounter obstacles, challenges, and adversity in your life. It's how many times you emerge as a winner and a champion. My dear brothers and sisters, great many women always encounter greater degrees of adversity and face more challenges and obstacles than the majority of people will face in their lifetimes. Now, brother, what do champions do when they encounter adversity? Champions are known experts in weather and storms. Champions always give 100% effort regardless of whether they win or lose. Champions make no excuses for their poor performances. Champions always take the best shots from their toughest challenges. And champions are well prepared to face numerous situations. <clears throat> now, brother, what do winners do when they face challenges at and obstacles. Winners never quit or give up. Winners never take victories to their heads or losses to their hearts. Winners always learn from their failures and build upon the successes in their lives. Winners always find a path to victory when it looks like the fight of the game is just out of their reach. And winners possess an extraordinary amount of motivation and determination. My dear brothers and sisters, no matter how many times I've been hospitalized and faced health challenges, I'm always going to emerge as a winner and a champion. No matter how many losses I've suffered, I'm always going to emerge as a winner and a champion. No matter how many times I've, no matter how many times I've had obstacles placed in front of me, I'm always going to emerge as a winner and a champion. No matter how many challenges I face in the black man in America throughout my 44 years of life, I'm always going to emerge as a winner and a champion. In poem. Absolutely awesome. You know, it's it's you have to have you have to have that. What's the word I'm looking for? Determination. And and self-confidence, I guess, and self-belief. And, you know, it's important. Right. It's important in the world no matter what we face. So, great job, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. You are very welcome. Did you have another one to read? Uh, no, that, that's... <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you, and uh, that way they can come over and, and say hello. I love you. Um, but now I can never be on Facebook. I am. Uh, I can be found on Facebook under the name Omar Brother O'Gallon. As always, thank you for your support. You're week. very welcome, dear. 
It's a it's a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you, Brother O. Thank you, Nala. I'll be back <laughs> next week. All right. You have a happy New Year, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye-bye, hon. Take care. Brother O in the house. Now we have our next caller, which comes. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three. Next, well, I'm having issues with. If I sound like I'm distracted, it's because I'm having issues with the board really bad. I do want to let. We have some lines that are down. If you're trying to call in and getting a fast, sick, busy signal, I've just I've had a couple of people letting me know that's happening. Uh, just keep trying. It'll let you in eventually. I want to let area code seven six five four four seven four zero seven and eight. Five zero. know that you are not in the lineups. If any of you would like to come on the air, please press 1 on your phone. That will let me know that it's okay to unmute you. Once again, that's 447-407 and 850. If you're here just listening, glad you're here. Hope you enjoy the show. That's 7654, yeah, 765-407-850 and 447. You guys are not in the lineup. Press 1. Anytime. We just said, come on. All right, I'm going to go ahead and grab our next caller. If we have some issues, then that's just going to be fun because we'll get to play some tracks. And we don't, don't get to do that too often, but uh, it'll be nice if we do. All right, as I said, 256, our next caller. 256, are you with me? Of course I'm with you, Nyla. This is Stan in Alabama. Hey, Stan, how are you doing, sweetheart? Oh, I'm doing good now. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. What's going on? Oh, none, none. Tonight we're broadcasting from a room where I do have reception and a tin roof with rain. <laughs> oh, I love it's that wet. sound. Yeah, I know. It's cool. You know, it, it's <laughs> been like this all day. It's been wet, dreary, and cold all day. But I'm dry. I'm on Speakeasy Cafe, and all is good. It I'm is a happy good. guy. Me too. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> With rain on the roof. That just With makes it all the cooler. There you go. Got to find the positive. <laughs> uh, so what's going on with you? What did you bring us tonight, sweetheart? Well, I brought my homework. That is <laughs> awesome. Which one? Did you mash them all up together? Nope. This time I actually did two. It was the uh, daddy's coat. Mm-hmm. And the other was, that's my line, mind contorting. So I've got two two quick ones here. Okay. All right. So we'll go ahead and start off with the one for Daddy's coat, which uh, you said it could either be in it or it could be about it. So mm-hmm. this one is about it, and it's called Pockets. A treasure trove of mysteries in pouches, snuggling lint. Suggestive bulges of secret contents gives imagination some hint. Might be receipts or matches, even phone numbers or condoms. Might be secrets never seen, not even by our moms. Could be keys or gum or chain. Might even be candy. Never know what might be found in coat pockets of your daddy. In peace. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I thought I had when I came up with that one for the prompt that week. I was so excited because that's a that's a good prompt. It that is. Coat. Yeah. Leaves it wide open. I like that. <laughs> and like I said, it's been dreary around here lately. So I decided, you know what? The one thing we poets can do 
It doesn't matter what's going on in the day. We pick up the pen, the ink flows, and we can make sunshine and springtime and bird song. We can do that. All we have yeah, to do but is see, now now you ruined that. You, we can make bird song. No, not always. You, you said that prompt left it wide open. And when you said that instantly, I thought someone is going to call in and read their a poem about their dad's coat, and he's a flasher because it's wide open. That's what my brain meant. Yeah, dad, daddy was a flasher with his coat wide open. See, now I'm never going to think of that prompt the same way again. <laughs> now you see, now there's what. See, I missed that one because that one I could have done a mashup because that would be Daddy's coat and mine contorting. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, I'll never go. What? <laughs> there you go. Oh, too funny, too funny. All right, what's your next one, my love? The other one is mindful. Having few restrictions of a liberated mind, interacting with others not of the same kind, discovered they're suspicious of my stability, disturbed by my discussions when it's only me. But assure them there's no need for worry or for doubt. I just need a sounding board who knows what I'm about. As for their judgments that suggest my mind contorting undone, I say their sanity is overrated and allows little room for any food and peace. <laughs> you have so much fun with writing. It is so obvious in the way that you write, you know, all of it. It's just fantastic. I, I, to me, yeah, there are things I do write that are serious and some that are dark and all that. But for the most part, I get there and I get to play. I just get to play. You can and tell that, that is, even when you write your dark or your serious stuff. You know, if you are writing something dark, you get in the dark and play. If you're writing in the serious, you get in the serious and you play. You mess it up. You tell the truth. You know, you you do that. and It's just a style of writing you have. It's amazing. I, I just, I just, that's the thing. I, I since I got into this so late, I don't hold to any restrictions or disciplines or limitations. Whatever the subject, whatever the style, whatever I think works, I do it. Mhm. That freedom's fun. Mm-hmm. You well, are. I mean, it's kind of lucky of you getting into it late because then you're not bastardized by all the things we learn as we grow up as writers of what we should and we shouldn't do, and we have to stick to this rule and to that rule. You know, you're writing with a freedom that a lot of us you know, I haven't known for a long time. You you know, you you don't have to give yourself permission to write freely because no. you just do. And it really it really shows in the in, in the the in the it just I I love it. I love that voice in your poems. Well thank you. I thoroughly enjoy it. And I've got to say the two lady poetess and brother O man like I said, I'm loving it. <laughs> well, I appreciate you so much, Stan. Hang out if you would like to uh, read another one. Jump out of the lineup and jump back in since you're not. If people are having trouble getting in. So if you want to read another one, just put yourself back in the rotation. Don't try to call back in, okay? Thank you, dear lady. All right. Appreciate you, sweetheart. Fantastic job and a happy new year to you. And a happy new year to you, too, dear lady. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, Dan. My pleasure. On to the next. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. That was amazing. All right. Next caller comes from area code. We're going to have uh, 765. And then we have area code 447, 470, and 850. No, you guys are not in the lineup. Press 1 if you'd like to come on. If you're here just listening, the three of you, that's awesome. If you want to come on later, you're welcome to press 1. Just don't hang up because we are having issues with the lines, and you may not get back on right now. So good to know. Our next caller comes from area code. Where'd they go? Oh, no. Did I lose them? Did I lose them? Where'd they go? I lost them. Where did they go? Was it 765? All right. We'll watch for them to come back on. I'm trying to get all this figured out, folks. (laughs) We're actually going to play a track for you. And the one that I am going to play is by, it's kind of like my version of Inagata DeVita. You know, when I was you know, doing radio and something had happened, I'd need a few minutes to get it straightened out. I'd just throw on Inagata DeVita, and, and life was good, and I was right back. <laughs> the one I'm going to play for you tonight, this is Eddie Oliver, and it's called Beautiful Beginnings. Amazing, amazing piece. Eddie Oliver is a, a poet, a performance artist, a playwright, an actor. Make sure that you Google him and check him out. Phenomenal, phenomenal and inspiring man. Eddie Oliver, this is Beautiful Beginnings. Here we go. It be the first chapter and call it life. Beautiful as it is and in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in the little coffee shop just sipping, writing. To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man. She was just sipping, writing. But it was something about her. Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder just sipping, writing. What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and and she finally noticed me and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because cause so beautiful she was. So so I smiled. She went back to writing, doing nothing exciting, man. As, and and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down. Quiet, without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing. Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places, turning off our cell phones while 
Or we took long vacations in, in hard-to-reach nations. Made me wonder who was this lady. It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, like, like this. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? Latte sipping, coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder, does she come here often? Or would she be interested in me and her doing some get-to-know-you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing. Like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me that she was kissing? See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Just just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life, life. Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees. I worship you because you made me believe that that God, that God said that you and I, are you and I were meant to be, you are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and, and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that, I apologize. Melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like, like the way trees flow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you, because you make it so easy. Sleep with me, dream with me, to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust. As I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down, making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride. I, I love you. I love, I love the feel of your thigh. Where your flesh feels against my flesh, the way your chest feels against my chest. The way we pause, we take deep breaths, deep, deep, deep breaths. The thought of knowing that you are mine Makes me lose all track of time So we end up making love for hours Just just because there's nothing else to do It's just you on top of me And me on top of you With the sweetest smell of romance in the room I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume Because I want to smell of you with, with me all day 
Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me feeling, got me feeling, got me feeling to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. I can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, it'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life, life, life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blue. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her, I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone and, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing, longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> Got to have it like that Sprite Legion. Y'all, I need it. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way. Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look look at me, y'all. She she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making. I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all. From the lack of her kiss. From the lack of her touch. From the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And she just left this homeboy alone. Like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just fiending. Just fiending, y'all. I'm gonna be this way until her, until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm gonna be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just fiending. We gotta do this dance all over again. We gonna do this romance again. All freaking weekend. <laughs> you see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. 
trusting, hoping that you stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. Proverbs 18.22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, <laughs> that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, Someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her. Someone that I vow to cherish. Someone that I I vow to protect with my very last breath until death. Until death. Until death. Until death, y'all. Until death do us apart. You see, she, uh, she and only she with with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile. Man, she, uh, yes, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart. When I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured. When I when I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed. When I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She she captured my heart. And I say to you that somehow, someway, somewhere, y'all, <laughs> oh, we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all. Somehow, oh, someway, man, we... We, we found each other Like two ships lost in the night Like like two people lost in the wilderness Like like two people stranded at sea You see, we Oh man, we found each other Like in John 9, 25, man All I know is Once I was blind But now I see Now I can see what love truly is Now I can see what, what love must, must look like And it's a beautiful thing, y'all Cause now my eyes are wide open now I know. Now I know that, that he who finds a wife, surely, surely, surely finds a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's, it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, the beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it and then just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of every day life. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
That was Mr. Eddie Oliver with Beautiful Beginnings. We've got area codes 765 and 447. I want to let 85 know you are not in the lineup. We still have uh, Shelly and Tomiko and Stan on the lines. Uh, we've got some technical difficulties going on. We'll see how this goes. But those of you who are still online, just in case you have something ready, because you never know, I may just pull you in. <laughs> That's just the way we do it around here. And uh, we'll get a chance maybe to listen to a few more tracks. All right, our next caller, as I said, comes from area code 447. 447, you're on the air. Hi, Anna. It's <laughs> Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. I've just been sat here listening and trying to finish a piece off that has been racking my brain all day because I was writing the flow of writing it out and then the kids came in and disturbed me until I completely lost train of thought. So I, I have a bone to pick with you. What's this? Do you remember last week when you were talking about the whole kilt thing? Yeah. So I had a dream about you this week. Seriously, I seriously had a dream with you in it, and you were wearing a kilt. Now, this wasn't some kind of crazy sex dream, so you guys just put your oohs and ahs away in your pocket where they belong. <laughs> but it, it, was, it, was, it was crazy because it was like this, this whole outlander-type thing, you know, settings, but it was like modern day, and there was a grocery store involved, and it was crazy. Like there were horses. I can't even go on. I can't even tell you. It was so crazy. And there was this blue guy in it that was sitting at some counter, and he was all glowing and stuff, and we were trying to figure out why he was glowing, you know, what would make him have light during medieval times, even though we're standing in a restaurant where it's not medieval times, right? And the guy comes up to me and walks past, and he says, I do it with Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. So this whole dream of running around trying to figure out what's wrong with the world because everything was all mixed. I, I'm just wondering why Dr. Manhattan was in your dream. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know none of these things. I mean, it has to come from somewhere, right? You'd think so. But I just wanted but to I'm thank you sure for that where. imagery because now you are permanently in my brain palette of things I could call on at any time. So if I end up in a beige hallway someday in my life, and I'm like drooling down my chin, and I only have one memory on recall. I hope it's of you in a kilt. Even so, I've thank never you for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy New Year to you, my dear. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, as I said, I've just finished a piece. I mean, literally just finished. Um. It was. I was trying to write it earlier on, but the kids came in and disturbed me, and my brain just went completely off track. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of happy with how I've ended it now. Uh, but it doesn't have a title. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm at war with it within two organs playing a beautiful yet upsetting melody, trying to keep in sync. To hold in rhythm, though they sometimes hit the wrong key. But to me, that's where I see the beauty. The beauty of the mistake. 
the one that didn't end the performance, but instead made it more original. The mistake that led to a day crying, wondering why I kept listening to their music. The mistake that led to an unplanned detour, making the journey's end more appreciated. Knowing that though the mistake was made, there was no time to falter, even though one of the organists so desperately did want to. The other knowing sometimes from a mistake comes the most beautiful creations of life. Losing myself within the journey, hoping they will find their beat. My heart racing faster to synchronize with my mind's broken symphony. And peace. Absolutely beautiful. Hey, are you doing two tonight, by the way? I do have another one, yes. That was beautiful. This, is, this one's a very old one. I say very old, it's five years old. Which to me is very old because most of my work before that got burned. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's also untitled. You take to the stage telling your story, caring not what the audience thinks. It's not like they know me. Feeling your emotions flow, bearing your heart to the world. Captivating the crowd as your story to them is told. Each movement you make an extension of your soul. Once you hear the music playing, your heart it takes control. When the dance is finished, you hear an applause of such rapture. Without saying a word, the hearts you did capture. And peace. Wow. What do you see as a difference between the piece you wrote five years ago? The piece that I wrote five years ago wasn't for me. Um, It it was for another person that was actually a dancer, and they were having one of the momentary crises of confidence. Mm-hmm. and didn't believe that they had the skills to make it. And I'd seen them dancing many a times, and I'm like, you've got this. You don't even need to worry about it. And rather than just letting them believe that I'd just said that for the sake of it, as they were performing, I wrote that piece. Wow. What do you see, when you look at the piece you wrote five years ago and the one you just finished writing tonight, what changes do you see in yourself as a writer in the last five years? I I think most of my work now is getting a lot darker. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of comes with age, doesn't it? Yeah. um, One of the reasons they don't make movies called Cheerful Old Men, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely on the grumpier side of that. Yeah, grumpy. I, I can't wait. I love it when we. It's gonna be great when we get so old we can say whatever the hell we want, and people will just look at it, look at us, and say, "Oh, that was so do. cute." I already do. I've, I've not got that kind of filter. <laughs> if I see something, it's said. Uh, there's, there's not a care in the world about it. <laughs> 
Well, both pieces were really amazing, and I'm glad you shared them, sweetheart. And I'm glad you came here. And uh, uh, I've been soft here since the beginning of the show, but I've just been trying to to find the right lines to finish the first piece. Um, I saw you on there. I knew you would be on eventually, but I was watching you. Because I was listening, <laughs> it was like. I'd start to get a train of thought again, and then it'd just go because I'm too busy listening to the the other poets, and I'm like, ah, I'm doing it to myself now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you came on and shared it. I think that you did a fantastic job on it, Ten. Thank you very much. I just looked up at the chat, and Robbie's saying something about getting thrashed with cat of nine tails made of book bindings and old copies of Wordsworth. You guys, if you're not in chat, you're missing something. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is because I just saw it, but, uh, yeah, that, that caught I me off track. I can't get into the chat. It just doesn't like me anymore. It's being bad. It's misbehaving. I'm so sorry, you guys. You know, just keep poking with the stick. Try using. Um, I actually ended up messaging Blog Talk about it, and they're like, can you take screenshots? And I'm like, there's nothing to screenshot. It just puts me back at the top of the page. There's no hmm. error message, anything like that. And, yeah, I just left them to it. <laughs> Try using Firefox. Make sure your Flash Player is updated. Make sure that you clear old cookies off your computer. That's the only thing I know to suggest to alleviate some of the problems people say they've been having. So, but yeah. All right, honey, do me a favor. Tell everyone your Facebook page once again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can be found on Facebook. It's Callum Kennedy Hume. I'm also on allpoetry.com. Say it with style and on Twitter at Kennedy Hume, and also on Instagram, uh, CMKH87. Awesome. And are you going to do the haiku a day challenge for the year? Not challenge, but homework for I've the year? I've never written an haiku in my life. So, so will you do I, that I for me? Try, but it's, it's <laughs> so much easier than people. See, I, I messaged Jamie Bond. Jamie Bond... Um, I, the year that I did this as my uh, my New Year's resolution, she sat there and she said, you know, I can't do the exact same words she said, but she said, I don't write haiku. I don't know how. I've never read one, written one. I don't, I don't like them. I've never written one. And I looked at what she had written, and I broke it down into three lines, and it was exactly three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. And I told her, you just wrote one. And she was, What? And then she went crazy writing haikus, and it was so much fun. But it's it's they're like little poetry hiccups, you know. So look look up haikus, and and play with that. Poke them with a stick. Have fun with them, you know. If you've never done it, then that should maybe that's a good a good thing for you to push yourself out of your comfort zone this year. Was learn to write a haiku because the way that you write, you know, the, the concise, tight words that you put together. There's not a lot of fluff or filler in your poetry. I think that you would really, really write some powerful haiku. Uh, I will give it a try, but uh, I can't promise anything miraculous from it. <laughs> you don't have to promise a thing. It's something for you to play with. You know, this isn't something to produce a great piece of poetry. It's something for you to, like when we're kids, let's go be kids together. Let's go be seven and play with some haikus, you know? Things don't yes. always have to be perfect. Let's go get messy, okay? That wasn't an invite to another dream, though, you guys. <laughs> Just clearing this shit up. <laughs> All right, Colm, thank you so much, honey. Great job tonight. And 
you're uh, welcome to hang out on the line and listen. And if I get too crazy on with no lines, I may have to pull you back in. Up to you. All right. Uh, I'll be at the end. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Great job. Thank you very much. All right. Our next three callers, we have 765-919 and 850. Let's go ahead and grab 765. 765, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm glad you were able to get back on. I saw you on earlier, and then your call dropped, and you were able to get back. Yeah, we got dropped. So I always write the numbers down, so I didn't want you to have to wait in line again, so you didn't lose your place in line. Just want to wish you a happy new year and everything. Uh, uh, this one, this one, this piece that I wrote, well, I wrote it 25 years ago this month. Uh, it's kind of, it's a little long, so maybe I can just get into it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, I, I'm kind of excited because uh, this New Year's weekend, the long weekend, uh, I decided I haven't done it yet. I haven't got out and got me a new notepad and pen. Oh, I love you. I, I, I decided to, well I decided to get back to my writing which I have uh kind of put on a way, way, way back burner for a number of years. I just have to say this, you guys, I think it's really sexy when you listen to me. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> you just got so many brownie points you have no idea. I, I, I was inspired by my love. Uh, we we woke up the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains in Eastern Kentucky, and I'm just so inspired by her writing, everything. You're kind. You're kind of cutting out right now. Okay. There you are. What? Well, don't know what we could do about that. But anyway, <laughs> this is something I wrote 25 years ago. called Pine Needles on the Porch. Am I still cutting out? No, I can hear you now. Okay. It's called Pine Needles on the Porch. The Christmas season being over, the decorations managed to find their way back to their resting places, tucked away and out of sight for another 11 months. Summer smiled upon as they are tenderly wrapped and packed, bringing back to memory the glorious times. When as a child, the mere thought of anything remotely resembling Christmas brought a warmth of excitement to my ornament-sized heart. There are many things that bring on these memories. My favorite comes and goes, as I do. As the decorations were taken down, us men would be given the chore of taking down the cut tree, hauling it out the front door and around back to a weight disposal. Mom would sweep the needles off of the front porch, but a few always managed to escape the swiftness of her broom. As the winter snows started melting, there they would be, a few in this corner, a few in that, still green, though starting to fade, The sight of them would send me scurrying to my room with the still new toys that Santa had left. 
Seasons changed and other holidays passed, but none compared. During the summer months, our front porch was a gathering place for friends, family, and neighbors to while away those warm evenings, talking, laughing, and watching us kids play under the street lamp. Mom, being well, Mom always kept the front porch as well as the house spotless. I knew, though, that the corner still held those treasured gems of my childhood. Though fewer in number and browner, that warm feeling and remembrances of Christmas's past was always present. The porch was always my favorite room of the house, adorned with flower boxes on the banisters and an ivy-covered trellis. It served as my minuscule kingdom, a ready-made port to help ward off snowballs and home base for various games us children would play, or just lacing away the afternoon reading while stretched out on our much-used wooden porch swing. Every now and then, glancing over the top of her book for a peek at a needle or two, so I could rest assured that I was still a child and that all was right, at least in my world. Many times during the year, Mom, with her old straw broom in hand, would sweep me in the dirt right off of that porch and into the yard to play and settle still. As the season changed once again, and the autumnal chill was in the air, there could always be found at one, at least one little broken brown that would be Is that end piece? Yes, ma'am. Okay, you cut out right at the end there. You know, I love the I love the image of the old brown needle. How many times have you walked across the carpet and got one poked in the bottom of your foot? Many times, and it always brought back memories. That's why I wrote that piece. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I am thankful that I have I have decided to get me a new notepad. And, and uh, start writing. You know, I've written I've written uh, quite a few songs over the years, mm-hmm. uh, mostly about my children. I think that's really exciting. It's just something amazing about being able to write in a journal with a good pen. It's just it's different. It's different. I need to get back to it. You know. Mm-hmm. I I I it's, 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 it, I've been away from it for a good fifteen years or so now, almost. And uh, it's it's time, it's time. But hey, I want to. I think that when I think uh, when it's my time to go to the big beyond, wherever that ends up being, <laughs> I think that I'm going to leave 
note in my notes in my will that I want my journals put in waterproof. Nobody gets to read them. I just want them put in waterproof containers and taken out to the world and buried all over. So maybe you know, a couple hundred years from now, someone will dig one up because then everybody that's in my journals will be dead by then, and I'll be okay. <laughs> It'll be okay if someone reads them. Fantastic job tonight, sweetheart. Thank you. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, my name is Tom Barmus. Uh, if you want to listen to some of my children's songs, uh, I have a Facebook page called uh, uh, Big Boy Ballad. I have a post for a bit, but you can at least listen to, to some stuff. Big Boy Ballads. Awesome. And you will be here next week and share again? I I just will. I would love that so much. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. Thank you so much for being here, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Bye-bye, Ann. All right. We have our next caller. I can get that where we go. From area code nine one nine. Nine one nine, you're on the air. Hello Nyla, good evening. Hey sweetheart, how are you? I am great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It's really good to hear from you. Yes. And always good to hear from you tonight. So what did you bring us tonight? Huh? What did you bring us tonight, my dear? I'm going to bring you a couple of oldies, but goodies. This poem I'm going to do for you, I wrote this poem probably about uh, 25 years ago. My, my son loves to call it the classic. It is called, what is this called? Oh, it is called The Chore. Yeah. I have traveled to the core of my soul. And I have seen the uttermost parts of my belly. Yes, I have faced my fears. I have pondered understanding and interrogated madness. Wisdom has felt my school kidney. Wit made an ally of me. Secret Places became my abode. In the silence, my mind played, frolicking with the intangible. And this became my chore in life. Just Something to do in the scheme of things. Thank you very much. 
Thank I you. love the power in that one. Beautiful job, sweetheart. You want one more? Please. <laughs> I love when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this one because it's an election coming up in the near future and I'm and I have to promote women because I think women should 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 be in charge of running the world because women have so much love to give and kindness in them that it is it, it is you know, it's, I just gotta put them up there. This one is called the women comet. How things changes how certain is that how irretrievably time matches on tirelessly effortlessly with a sure footedness that surpasses the mountain goats steadily forward he charges never speeding up never backing up or slowing down how faithful is that what discipline how magnanimous what hand created this wonder time bring it forth changes and we are changing equality pursued brotherhood perceived we are one. We are one. And the women now stand our equal. And it is so. It is so. What would think you the beast and think less? Of her that gave birth to the beast. Let us put such folly behind us and entertain ideas of women leadership. Let us choose the better mind over gender. Encourage rather than Discourage, equally nurturing all, everyone of equal value. A woman does this well, better than most men. Time to vote for the women. Time to vote for the women. For not only is it just, but we cannot deny ourselves 
every opportunity to advance the world. Power corrupts, they say, and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Then let us hope that power corrupts women less than it does men. The winds of change blows, and it blows gently and steadily. So, like a woman, time to usher in women leadership, and let us see what changes await us into the unknown. Let us put our hopes above our fears and fully embrace the only two constant in our lives, changes and women. Thank you very much. Respect that poem. Beautiful piece. Thank you, thank you, my dear. Thank you. I, I, I love it. It's it, it's uh it's a true. It, you know, it, and we need women. We need women. We need we, we need we need we need woman love. We need we need a love of women in power. <laughs> we do. We do. I mean, I'm telling you, we do. Woman is woman is kind and loving. I tell people, women, men have the aggressive side of God, and women have the the merciful side of God. We 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 need more mercy. <laughs> we need more we need more mercy, you know. We need more mercy. There's a lot of mercy because Fantastic. we are sinners, and we all have we all have sinned them come short of the glory. Mhm. All right, Granville. Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Okay, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and please somebody hire me. And Granville John Hedrington coming out of Raleigh, North Carolina, Tobacco Road. <laughs> coming, born in St. Nevis in the Caribbean. Have to pick up everybody. Happy to be here, Naila, and thank you for having me. You're very welcome, sweetheart. It's great having you here. And we'll talk to you next week, okay? Surely. Have a good have a good evening. Happy New Year once again. To you as well, hon. Good night. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code eight five zero. Eight five zero, you're on the air. Uh hey Nyla, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? No, not too bad. Uh, forgive me, I'm having some of a senior moment. I just tried to pour a hot cup of coffee all over me. Why did you I'm do a, that? I'm a little drunk. <laughs> well, that Since always makes things interesting. Come on there. I was listening for a while, but I've been trying to finish off the holiday spirits today. <laughs> okay. 
And I'm feeling pretty good. And you do sound good, too, by the way, on the radio. I thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you. What'd you bring us tonight, love? Uh, I found an old journal with some eh, uh, back-to-my-space days poetry. And I'd like to share a couple from that, if you don't mind. Uh, This first one is called A Song for Sharon And Sharon was an old friend of mine She was actually what I call my stepmom It's like whenever my real mom and me were getting into it And I had to step away I went and talked to Sharon about it And she helped, you know, guide me and keep me sane I wrote this one Well, just after she died, anyway This is a song for Sharon. Waves crash upon a stretch of distant beaches. The bubbles coalesce and then subside. The froth and foam of hopeful life arises with a tentative first breath pulled inside. The template laid, young nature quickly copies and leaves her paintings across the varied shores to greet the rising sun with a few surprises and promises tomorrow to bring more. The seed now sown, life swiftly swiftly spreads its message across the rugged land stretched far and wide till the world itself takes note and then surmises that there's no way of holding back the tide. Embrace this chance at life that we've been given, that nature spent in eternity to bring. And because we owe a debt to all who did the making, the least way we can honor them is sing. Till the fingers of the sea erase our footprints from the sand. End of poem. Absolutely amazing. Amazing, right? There was a lot of love in that one. And maybe a little irony, too, because Sharon was the one that encouraged me to bring my poetry out in public. So, it's yes, important to have book. somebody like, in your li- like that in your life. And I, just, I think it was just so much heartfelt and genuine emotion in that piece. That it was just it was it was awesome. I can't even tell you. It was beautiful. And let's see for a second piece, uh, a little light one, short one too, for that matter. Uh, this one, I honestly don't even remember writing this, but I remember reading it. If that makes any sense. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, this is like say back in MySpace days, long time ago. And I don't always date my my poems, so I just found this on a piece of scrap paper or back of an envelope or something. I don't know. But this is called My Summer Moment. I was locked in a staring contest with a daisy, knowing that I would lose till a honeybee in need of love saved me. End of poem. 
I love that. That was awesome. I think I was probably stoned on that one, but hey. <laughs> it happens. It happens. See, now I'm, now I'm picturing a, that, what was that actor's name? Uh, it was in Young Guns, and he's sitting up, Southern, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, in Young Guns, Kiefer where he's Sutherland. standing on the cliff saying, I'm a butterfly, and she's a bee, <laughs> or a flower. I'm a flower, and she's a butterfly. Now now you have me picturing that in my head. But I really did think I really, really liked it a lot. I think that, you know, metaphorically, it leaves a lot open to interpretation, that people can can pull that into a plethora of situations in our own lives that just makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's perspective. Awesome. You know, mm-hmm. every living thing is worth you know staring at or gazing at or whatever. They all have something to tell us. Mm-hmm. And we're all, we're all focused on something in life until we we see what we're supposed to see. Just, yeah, great mm-hmm. job. Fantastic job, baby. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. Okay, uh, you can find me on Facebook. My name is Michael Wayne Ingeseth. Uh The only vowel in my last name is an E. Hang on. And, and if you want to read my poems or my my works at all, go to my pictures because that's how I'm following. Click on a picture and there'll be a poem with it. Ingeseth, right? Yeah, E-N-G-E-S-E-T-H. Okay. Because I've been saying that because you're one of the sponsors of the show. And so every week when I thank you for being one of the sponsors of the show, it's like I say your last name really fast. So if I'm saying it wrong, nobody notices. Notices. <laughs> I oh, want to okay. thank you for that, being one of our sponsors for this last year. And just appreciate you so much. I'm so glad that you come and share and you're part of this community. You're very important oh. to us, and I appreciate you. Well, thank you. Uh, sorry I'm not around uh, any more than I am, but life you know you know it's okay to have a life it's kind of like you know you can you can go out and have your life but the kids always come home you know you come home and there's a place for you at the table and when you're not here we're with you and you know when when you're out there you know you just when we're here without you you're here with us i guess is what i'm trying to say i don't know but it's okay that life happens we're, we're always here this is your family well well thank you nala you made this drunken fool's heart feel warm i appreciate it <laughs> Appreciate you, and uh, we will talk to you next week if it's a, if it works out that way, and I hope it does. Okay. Okay. All right, sweetheart. I'm, Thank you, I'm honey. Now I'm gonna hang on and keep listening now. So. Okay. All right. All right. That works for me. We'll talk to you in a bit. Thank you. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and grab area code eight oh seven. Eight oh seven. You're on the air. Hello. It's, Hello. Uh, Robbie. <laughs> the dark, the dark poet, man of many names and many, a man of many names and many monikers. <laughs> <laughs> the Renaissance man, that's what I call yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Renaissance man. So I have two here uh, that kind of really embrace my uh, what I've been doing lately and. And just what I've been thinking about, uh, like one of them, I don't have the title. I don't have a title for it. I haven't assigned one yet to it, but it's about uh, how I've come to actually enjoy math and be good at it, which is something I thought would never, ever, ever happen because <laughs> I used to hate it with every fiber of my being and I sucked at it. <laughs> but there you go. And then um, <laughs> one called "Embrace My Weirdness," which is 
<laughs> self-explanatory because you know we always talk about the the good kind of weird. So uh so this is my uh math poem first. Numbers spring forth as readily as words, language of all reality, tautologies telling of a tale of both eternity and infinity. Mobius strips strip bare the facets of reality that seem so rational as improbabilities and impossibilities come into focus. Oddities and improbabilities for the human mind to ponder upon. Do we discover the universe or does it discover us? Do we unbind the structure of its numbers, or do they present themselves for us to bear witness to, to discover and to comprehend as we apprehend the mystery of all things? Irrationality comes to the surface after rational thoughts and order passes on by. What a paradox for the universe's structure and nature to be built upon infinities and eternities, tau and pi making my neurons sigh with their beauty their beautiful irrationality. And as my mind struggles to make sense of it all, I embrace the all of it, rational and irrational, finite and infinite, the geometers and mathematicians of the universe. They decode the mystery of the universe itself, laying its beauty bare before my feet. So that is my math poem, and I really wanted to speak there on how math is quirky. It's because it's, it's the only science the only field of study where you can't really say that you've created something or like you can't really say you've created a, a, a new method you can only say really that that you've uncovered something that was already there because yeah it's not like inventing a new machine or something you know like math is just inherent in the universe, so it's really weird that way, you know. Like you can't ever really say that, oh, I invented pi or I invented this, and like you may have figured it out, but it was always there, right? And so that's kind of a, a weirdness of, of math that I find fascinating, and just the fact that it's a language in and of itself, but yet it's not verbal. And with me working so much with verbal language, it's so quirky to come across a language like that. But it and it's a language, but it expresses something that isn't verbal, and that's like, whoa, it's like a neo moment, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> going from that to embrace my weirdness, I think that's the perfect segue, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is I embrace my weirdness. Embrace my weirdness as you look upon me in sometimes, in my sometimes odd and quirky ways. Embrace every nuance and subtlety of my humorous jabs and jibes as I speak in a precocious tongue, hiding a subtlety of intent in the way of what my words might say. Think upon the more subtle meaning of it as I undertake an uncharacteristically brave action or speak upon that which others may not speak upon in a sudden burst of vehemence, a subject perhaps more subtle or simply strange. I remember the day when I did not understand my own weirdness, my own unusual outlook on life, which seems to grow more eclectic every day. But now as I grow older and perhaps a bit more, a bit wiser, I see the purpose of it all, for I see things that perhaps others do not, as I look at life at more subtle and odd angles, searching, for no, searching out knowledge and wisdom that others would not even guess was present to be researched 
and to their consciousness displayed. If this puzzles you, perhaps, mayhaps, intrigue you, and you know not what to make of it, simply lay back and let yourself laugh at my ribald and sometimes dry humor and embrace my weird and wonderful ways. And that is, embrace my weirdness. And I just realized in writing that, like, the way I I wrote it, the style of it, it just sounds so egotistical. <laughs> it was like, embrace my wonderful weirdness, people. You know, like, There's nothing wrong with having a healthy dose of self-confidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that one really, I think, alienated on thick, but... <laughs> 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 embrace my wonderful weirdness, people. Knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> Please take a number. Don't crowd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't There's enough of me for everybody. <laughs> yeah. There's enough of me for everybody. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, yeah, you can so crowd a little was... more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was that was my two uh, kind of different poems and it was enjoyable to read them both because they both covered something that I don't usually cover so uh but it was enjoyed and um so uh as I as you ask I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry at um on Facebook and then if you look that name up on other sites you'll see them and just before I go, I just, uh, like I was, a ma- uh, I was singing chat, I had a visual, uh, like last week, because you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, well, you've got, a ch- you've got no choice, you've got to do your poetry and that, and I just imagined uh, a cat of nine tails made by, made out of, like, old leather book, my old leather book bindings of, like, old copies of Wordsworth, it's like, you know, <laughs> I've you got know. this out here. <laughs> if you don't do your homework assignment, Wordsworth is going to get you, you know. <laughs> you know, you're really telling a lot about yourself right now. I know, but everybody already knows, right? But I embrace your weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> everybody already knows I'm kind of quirky by now. <laughs> and if they haven't, they've never listened to BTR before. <laughs> <laughs> That's just true. All right, sweetheart. Happy New Year, my darling. I hope Happy everything. I know that you're starting out starting it out as a rough year, um, but you're strong. You're one of the strongest people I know, and yeah, you know I I'm just. So you saw what I typed in chat before. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And I'm just yeah. proud of you. I mean, I've seen you go through so much during the course of our, you know, what 15 year friendship or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Probably a little more than that, actually. You know, just seeing you grow and go through so much, and you know, you just you never let anything break you, and mm-hmm. you know, it everything is going to be okay. I just want you to know that, and I'm yeah. real proud of you. Thanks. You know, the, you know, the timing of it was completely lousy. Like something like that to happen during the holiday season was just like, oh. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm getting through it, and there's just days where I feel a certain emptiness, but uh, and it comes randomly, but I do and. Yeah, doing the best I can. There's also a kind of beauty that it happens now. I want you to kind of think about that over the mm-hmm. next couple of days. Well, there's the release. So there's the release of you know uh, certain sorts of release. So, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, All right, I'll, sweetheart. Uh, yeah. Keep I'll me email you about one or two okay. other things. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, 
email you about a couple other, like just some of my plans and all that, because I'm going to be expanding into the music and all that more. And I, I, I appreciate your words. <laughs> I love you, honey. You mean a lot to I me. We've been friends a long time, and you just need to know that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here when you need me, okay? Okay. All right, love. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you are on the air. Well, hello. Hi, this is Doug Curry. Hey, Doug, how are you, darling? You got in earlier uh, tonight. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We had, we had a show tonight, a children's show. It was a, a show having to do with Br'er Rabbit tales and African folk tales. And, you know, it's, it's during the holiday school break, so it was a show that we could do for kids and you know they could be out and about and see it on we got a couple of matinees scheduled and so it was like it was like a lot of fun you know you can't go up and be stiff with kids you got to like let it all hang out and uh it, it's uh it was very it was a whole lot of fun and we got out early so i was able to come here earlier so um now this gentleman you were just talking about was talking about the relationship between words and and math, and it's not so strange as people would think, especially when it comes to the English language. Probably, for the limited scope I have with other languages, English is probably the most mathematical of languages. I mean, it, it's it's strict. You run into brick walls. You know, there's no two words that mean the same thing, or else you wouldn't have both of them. Uh, but here's a little something uh, that I learned tenth grade part of a math class, I was introduced to this idea, and then I found it to be true in life, and I wrote this song, and only listening to the gentleman a minute ago made me think that this is something I should want to share tonight. It's called Blessed Solitude, and it's, it's actually a math truth. It goes this way. One is a whole number unto itself divisible only by itself to remain whole, complete within itself, there is only one. And I wrote that years ago because there were a lot of mostly women, some of the poetry sites who were writing these elaborate poems about looking for the man who would complete them and looking for the man who was going to treat them like the queen they deserve to be treated like and all this kind of stuff, which seemed to mean that until they found that they didn't find themselves. And complete in itself is only one. That's yourself. You know, I, I think that that is a very profound, a very profound piece of writing, and I'm glad it wasn't longer. I think had you tried to stretch stretch it out more, but, it would have lost some of its power. Well, in truth, that's everything about it. Right there. I can't even think of another truth way about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. is I, I see these people go around all the time jumping in and out of relationships, and, you know, they, they'll have another boyfriend on on the line before they get rid of the one they have now. And, you know, it's, I can never I, – I can never – convey to a woman, you know, and men too, not just women, but I'm a woman, so I relate more to being a woman, (laughs) but I can't convey to women enough the importance of spending time by yourself, 
that you don't have to have some and this isn't sound I hope this doesn't sound weird, but the very best times I've ever had in my life, when I look back on my life and there's those moments that were just freaking amazing, there was no one beside me to tug on their sleeve and say, Look, look. Yeah. I love spending time by myself. I love doing things by myself. You know, it's one of the reasons I can go up for, you know, a couple of weeks on end up in the mountains and do the fossil digs that I do and and you know just spend that time absolutely by myself and and so I just it's important to be that comfortable with with yourself to be okay yeah. alone. Yeah, most I, I don't you know I, I think I hope I'm not speaking out of turn and say that I don't think most people can do it. I mean, I don't really have a means of having knowledge of most people, but my impression is from the people I do know it would seem to be a, a very hard thing for them to even being by themselves or, mm-hmm. or or understanding that be with anyone other than themselves is simply a matter of choice, not necessarily need. I am absolutely 100% without question my very best friend. And I love spending time with what? me. I think I'm funny. What? I laugh at my jokes. I mean, I'm I'm oh I just, okay, now, now I'm being friend. silly. <laughs> you laugh at those jokes, you must be your best friend. <laughs> oh God. I wish I could find it. I wish I could find it real. Let me see if I can do it. Give me two seconds. I wanna see if I can find something. Uh oh. It must be one of your jokes. <laughs> no, it's not one of my jokes. I'm probably not gonna do it. I'm gonna get frustrated and say, I can't find it. Um oh, there's a poem that I wrote one time about oh, where is it? It's kind of naughty. Where in the heck is it? I have it posted on my page. I'm trying to find the album because it's on a picture poem. We've got some problems with the lines, so it's okay that I'm I'm stalling here. That's alright. I had to do this laughing at my. Um. Oh God, where is it? I don't see it. Oh, that's going to make me sad now. Take it as homework. Find it. <laughs> Maybe I took it down because I thought it was, like, really rude or something. I don't know. Well, now you got homework. If you don't find it right now, you got to bring it next time. <laughs> like giving yeah, like giving yeah that'll, that'll work. homework for <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. All right, my dear, were you going to read two? Why not? Why not? Um, so there's a tradition, um, and I don't know if it's just in American poetry, but there's a tradition in uh, black language of books and posts and celebrating being an outsider, uh, a defiant one, and for, and for good reason. I mean, the condition of it, if we talk about black people, the condition of the masses is so downtrodden that you want to be something other. You want to be staggerly. You know, you want to be dolomite. You know, somebody who just didn't take it and died young and had a pretty course rather than to die old at the age of 35, you know, from being beat down. So there's a whole language that was that, you know, um, the, the, uh, when I was a kid, it was for black boys. There was these all these jokes and street rhymes that you had to know, like chime and, and this Titanic about 
the shoe shine boy who's the black shoe shine boy who's the only one who survived the wreck of the Titanic. And by the time the Titanic hit bottom, Shine was on 123rd Street and Lattice Avenue on his knees shooting crap because he's the only one who could sing and everybody would swim and everybody was saying, Shine, Shine, please save me. And he was saying, There's fish in the ocean and fish in the sea. Better take my advice and swim like me. So Shine was, you know, there was all these celebratory, you know, I'm better than you things. And so here's a little something that goes in it. Uh, it's called Rattlesnake and Daddy. Now, there's stuff here that I'm going to wind up having to change, but it's, I just wanted to write this in the spirit of it. I'm a rattlesnake and daddy with a lethal love attack. I'm a cold-blooded seducer with diamonds on my back. My tongue has got a split. It flicks two different ways. One takes you this pretty poison. You're mine for all your days. I curl up in a coil still. Up my rattling tail. And when I strike, I make my kill. As if I never ever fail. In the shade and the door, perched on a bar stool. The son of Sodom and Gomorrah, when I wink, it's sexy fool. You're safe until that moment. You smile and you wink back. I'm a rattlesnake and daddy, baby. Beware my love attack. And boom. <laughs> That's kind of part of the blues tradition and part of the black language tradition. In the second paragraph, i got to figure out what to do with it. Stuff, you know, when you, when you put things in line, it almost it puts you in a little bit of a straight jacket because if it's going if it's if you're in a rhyme then it's got a rhyme. Um, but then there's parallels you need to look out for where it says my my tongue has got a split. It flicks two different ways. You know, that's so beautiful because it speaks of duality. Mm-hmm. But then the, the, the but then the two lines that wrap it up only rhyme. They don't speak back to the duality. But one taste of my pretty poison, you know, mine for all your days. It doesn't speak to the, you know, it speaks to the rhyme, but it doesn't come back and and give me that duality that I started with, and I have to look for how to do that. But there you go. I think it was really cleverly written. I'm a big fan of yours anyway, so, you know. Well, that's one of the good things in my life to have you as a big fan of mine. You know, seriously, I always got some place to come to. I mean, but Thursday night, I can come and 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 lie. Now I was gonna say something to make me smile or blush, or make me want to say <laughs> something to make her smile or blush. You know. <laughs> so uh, you want to you want to hear the poem? Me. I found it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, speaking of smiling and blushing, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So we're talking about spending time alone, right, and being okay spending time by ourselves. And it made me think about this poem. It's called Getting Lucky. All right? Okay. Dining alone, bored with the company. I'm paying for dinner. The least I could do is laugh at my own jokes. It's okay, though. I'm fairly confident my date is a sure thing. Mm. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, silly poem. Okay, that was it. It'll it'll sink in later what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. It, it, yeah, you won't miss your date. Won't, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'm pretty sure my date's a sure thing. <laughs> uh, 
is such a derp. <laughs> that, 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 that's clever and naughty. <laughs> Maybe we should just listen. We should just have one of these shows where we just listen to the musings of Naka. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the secret little things I have hidden that you guys never get to see. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought I put that on my page a long time ago. I didn't. I think I may have to. I think I'm going to do that. That's I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to bite the bullet and put my silly one on there. Well, it's it's 2020, so I mean, you know, New Year's resolutions they can be good for for people who um. You know, know that they're not satisfied with the way everything is going, and it's a perfect, perfect time to mark time and say, you know, this is the way I was last year, this time, and this is where I am now. And when we turn around and look at look back from from next year to this point, what should be different? So it makes sense to have New Year's resolutions. Um, it's kind of silly sometimes of, of how people go about it, you know. All of a sudden, all the gyms fill up for about a month, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, this year, you know, do, you know, capitalizing on things I know I do, it's going to be a writing year uh, because I strayed so far from it doing theater. It's, it's real hard to blank out everything but what you have to memorize and incorporate and at the same time be original and creative. It's hard to do both those things at the same time. Um, but I've been a writer much longer than I've been an actor, and so I think I better keep on being a writer and keep on being an actor, but never sacrifice one for the other. And if it ever turned out to be a sacrifice of one to the other, I'm probably an actor until, I mean, I'm probably a writer until the other is proven. You know what's funny is I do, I'm a writer, but I also paint and I sculpt, and I, I mean, my kids laugh at me because they, they'll tell me that everything I touch is something else. If they leave something in my hands for five minutes, it'll become something else. And this might sound silly, but in all honesty, there's never, ever, besides picking up a violin, there's never been anything I've ever touched or, or thought I could create or wanted to try to create that I haven't done. You know, if I can think it, then I can create it. I just can't create music. I want to play a violin so bad. But, you know, it's it's we we are creative people. You know, so sometimes yeah. I'm sometimes I'm writing, and sometimes you know. So you just have to give yourself the freedom to be a creative person. Sometimes you write. Sometimes you act. I'm sure there's other things you do in your life, if you think yeah. about it, that are creative outlets for yourself, and they are all different parts of that creative soul you have that feed each other. So it's okay sometimes to walk away from one because the other one's calling you. That doesn't mean you're not the other anymore. It just means you're, you are you are a creative soul and you will create and you will bounce between those things that you create. And really the, the problem to the whole of the whole affair could just be physical time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have time to do a hundred different things. Right. But I see a lot of times someone will write something, and then they get you know taken off, and they're they're working on something else. Uma Pochapalli is an amazing artist, and she'll sit there and she'll say, "I haven't written in a year," but she has like twenty five paintings she's posted that she's done in that year. You know that doesn't mean she's not a writer anymore. It just means she's painting right now. You see, over the past over the past year, I can think that. 
probably maybe over the past year three or four weeks worth of time that I wasn't was either not in a production or working on a production or auditioning or you know, and and that's it. I mean, it's just just totally been consumed with it, and it pays back just for things. I mean, because once you have to incorporate and body and, and and recapitulate all these things on the page, you start to make better sense of what you write on the page itself. One, you know, it's like I tell kids when they're when we, when we're doing things, and I say, look, whatever you just whatever you just wrote. Read it out loud. Your mind will not let your mouth say things that don't make sense. Yep, exactly. Exactly. That's such a good rule. It might have made sense when you thought were thinking about it because you had a lot of thoughts you were trying to get down on paper. But when you get ready to spit those words out your mouth, your mouth will hesitate to say something that doesn't make sense to be rethought. It could be grammatically correct. Mouth will not let you say things that that your mind says. Uh oh, did I, I didn't really think that that way. You know, listening to the first of the show, listening to me start the show every week should be proof of that, because I'll sit down and I'll jot down everything that I want to, you know, my my outline of what I'm going to go over before the show, before we get to the callers and stuff like that. And I do it so fast, and sometimes I misspell something. And so you guys think that I'm just I'm reading, I'm you know, starting the show, and I'm just ditzy. It's not. It's because I wrote something that makes no sense, and my brain's going, "What in the hell are you trying to make come out of your mouth?" <laughs> And then I have to wing it, and winging it's never good. <laughs> yeah, you're, you only play ditzy for sexy. That's all it is. That's all it is. You're ditzy. You only play ditzy for sexy. That's all it is. <laughs> or maybe it's, or maybe that's just the way I think it. I don't know. <laughs> but, but I appreciate you. I mean, and I appreciate you spending this time in this conversation. To, you know, to kind of explore some things, which, which is something else I enjoy about the show. You know, we all get to read, and, you know, everybody gets to say their piece, but I enjoy the interaction of, of ideas from mm-hmm. yourself as I hear other people say about poetry and about their poetry. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Do me a favor once again, Doug Keller, when I find you again. Mm-hmm. I am Doug Curry, and I'm found on Facebook under the name Doug Curry. I am host of Blacks and Blues. We're in our 38th year um, on Friday nights from 9 until midnight Eastern Time at WRUR.org. We are also now in our third year in Chicago, in the Chicago market, 10 o'clock Central Standard Time at WBCB.org. And the good news right now is that WBCB has begun to archive so when our show comes on at 10 o'clock on uh, Saturday night, it's 7 o'clock in New York, and I may fall asleep on it because it's been a long week. But now <laughs> I can hear that Saturday night show for two weeks before they take it down. So I can basically hear my show, Black and Blue, whenever I get ready. And Do Does it have a like a live player or a not a live player, an archive player or anything like that where you could, Post it after you're done doing your show. You can post the player on my page for that week. Uh, I can, you know, I can post the link, and that mm-hmm. is, you know, and the link to that link to that show is going to be good for two weeks. I can do that. You should do that because I think it'd be really inspiring. Music is really, you know, I think music, probably music and art, painting, art, photographs, are probably two of the most inspiring things to poets. You know, so 
even though it's not poetry, like I always say, we have to have input in order to have output. And I think that right. I think that a lot of people would really enjoy it listening. Well, you know what? I got to say this, and I don't want to take too much more of your time, but, you know, for you to say what you just did, uh, the music I'm into is blues, and it's blues for its, it's a very poetic form of music that really kind of nudged me in the direction of, of writing poetry. I was always a prose writer, but listening to how the cleverness and the insightfulness and the tongue-in-cheek and, you know, the substitute and, and the revolutionary aspect of, of of things being said by people who essentially had no power, had no power, but had to be powerful through their music. Um, that aspect, those aspects of the blues, sent me toward poetry. That's awesome. You know, realizing that people who, for whom it was against the law, to even teach them to be literate have created a music that the whole world wants to claim as its own now and, you know, and puts it on par with, you know, things by with the quote-unquote grand masters, okay? That music sent me headlong into, oh, yeah, it's in the, it's in the human spirit to express itself and express its intelligence in all its forms. There, there is no standard form of intelligence that has the right to, for the, for the reason, because there are people who've never learned to read or write anything that can tell you more about the world than, you know, the scientists from the best universities. Very well said. I'm sorry, I just got to pop up from the tech people. It's like, you know, you're sitting there looking at something and you're concentrating, and all of a sudden there's a butterfly. That's what my brain just did. Okay. I had something so incredibly intelligent to say to you, Doug, and then it just better fight away. That's all right. They distracted, they distracted me, I'll, damn it. <laughs> that's all right, sweetie. I just have to call you next week, and you'll have something incredibly intelligent to say to me, man. <laughs> okay. I'll work. I'll practice <laughs> all week long. <laughs> well, that's a treat, treat for me. I just I just promised myself a treat for, for a week from now. Okay. <laughs> all right, Doug. Great job tonight, honey. Thank you. All right, Judy. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Our next two callers will. The next two callers probably end up closing the show. Unless seven six five seven six five. If you have not read yet, uh, I see you down there at the bottom. Press one if you have not read yet. Okay. We've got four one nine and then eight six three will be our callers. So four one nine. If I can grab you, you are on the air. Hi Nala. Hey sweetheart, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Did you have a good holiday season? I did. I did. Did you? I did. It, it was very different. <laughs> uh-huh. I won't even get into it, but yeah, it, it, me and me and the quilt had a great Christmas. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of like me. I, I was I was really kind of sick over Christmas holidays and winter holidays oh, wow. and everything that was going on, and and so I got to do a lot of a lot of cuddling on the couch and started watching the Netflix series The Witcher. So, yeah, I'm good. Uh-huh. Okay. I hope you're feeling better. <laughs> yes. So what do you have for us tonight, my love? So now, the last time I talked to you, uh, you said you wanted me to do uh, one or two poems from my book. Yes. Uh, the Dream or Tears, or Tears from the Hood. 
Which, yes. Which one do you want me to do? Um, I'm trying to find. I had my copy up here on the desk. What did I do with it? It must be in there on the. It must be in there on the sofa with my quilt because I was reading it. You pick. You decide which ones you want to start out your new year with. Okay, I do dream. <clears throat> I used to dream. I used to dream of being a movie star and living in a big Hollywood mansion with no roaches to race me to the kitchen table. I used to dream. I used to dream of having a big backyard with a horseshoe-shaped swimming pool and of living in the neighborhood where the alley for my rat infested. I used to dream. I used to dream of going to the moon to see if there really was a man inside and of being the first earthling to eat green cheese. I used to dream of riding in a long black limousine with white wall tires and a chauffeur to drive me around while I laid back, smoked $5 cigars, and watched the market report on television. I used to dream of taking a cruise on, around the world on the USS President while watching the porpoises as they follow the leader from the porthole of my luxury suite. I used to dream. I used to dream of climbing a ladder to the stars, bathing in the Milky Way, and drinking champagne out of the Big Dipper. Yeah, I used to dream. I used to dream of walking down the street and not having to step over winos, or passing the corner without being pimped, or walking into a store and not smelling poppy seed, or not hearing the euphoric laughter of some junkie at the peak of his fix. I used to dream of not being offered a $5 bag for two and a half by one of my best friends, and of not being offered a short time for a reefer by a chick I used to swing with. I used to dream of Someday, getting away from the ghetto. But so did my father. And poem. That's one of my favorite pieces in the book. Oh, thank you. I think I, I, think I quoted that one week. I think mm-hmm. I actually quoted that poem. When I didn't have a line, I'm scrolling through my notes to see if I can find it in here. Mm-hmm. Um wasn't that one? I can't. I can't find it. But yeah, I think one week when I didn't have it, that's my line. I used the one out of your book, out of that okay. poem. I love that poem. That's good. Thank you. What other one are you going to share with us? Uh, well, I can share the uh, the other one. Cheers from the hood. Okay. Okay. You know, I get mixed up in the same so strange. Every time I think about the way things change. Rolling through the ghetto, cruising down my block. Let me tell you, it's enough to put a man in shock. Rolling down the door, I saw a very young girl, age 14, and her name was Pearl. Raped by her father and seduced by her brother. Now she's turning tricks for a crackhead mother. Just sitting on the corner trying to sell her shit for any amount of money that she can get. Cruising down Woodland where I used to play, up and down the streets almost every day. Baseball, football, hide-and-seek. Everybody I passed through didn't know how to speak. Now people just stare. They don't speak no more. Will it ever be the same like it was before? Let me tell you, it's enough to bring a man to tears. Rolling through my hood and remembering those years. Indiana, Avondale, Pinewood, too. Hanging on the corners, just me and my crew. Harmonizing, do what, do what, do what. The killer and the dealer, man, has got to stop. 
We gotta save our kids. We gotta save our hood. We gotta bring it back to times. The times are good. Clean them up. Clean them up. Get the drugs off the street. If we all band together, I know that we can beat this cancer in our ghetto. So it's just running wild. We gotta do it for the sake of every ghetto child. Let me tell you, this is not to bring a man to tears. Rolling through my hood and remember those years. Let me tell you, this is not to bring a man to tears. Rolling through my hood and remember those years. And poem. You know, I hear that. I listen to you read that, but I hear it in my brain so deeply set to music. For real? The entire thing is perfectly written to be sung, to be turned into a song. You should really talk, if you know someone who does music, you should really talk to them about working on that piece with you and doing it, set it, you know, even if you do it as a spoken word piece, but setting that to some music. Yeah. Okay. It is amazing. I I love it. I absolutely love it. Yes. You have to know someone who plays music. There are a lot of people yeah. who play music. <laughs> I yeah, I, I, wrote, I, I wrote that poem. I was inspired when I when I first got out of the Air Force. I used to um, I I used to just drive, you know, through the neighborhood I grew up in, and it had changed so much, you know. And like, I didn't see kids playing hopscotch and doing the things we used to do, and 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 the people used to. I didn't see people sitting on the porch, and they would look at me when I would drive through the neighborhood. Uh, they didn't know me, so they would look at my car like, "What are you doing here?" You know, mm-hmm. like, are, are, "Are you are you the cops? Are you you know?" And my my thought my thoughts were, "I, I grew up here, you know. And this is where I grew up, and it's not the same, and that's sad." Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, I I remember when I was living at home and a little kid, you know, in, in the beginning of the summer, my parents would pitch a tent in the yard, and we'd sleep out every single night. In the middle of the night, mm-hmm. all the neighborhood kids would meet in the field and we'd play hide-and-seek and all this stuff. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about my childhood where the most beautiful sound in the world was this, uh, the back door, screen door slamming. That's how I started every morning is the sound of that that door slamming as I ran out. And I was sitting there in the middle of November uh, a couple years ago with a thirty-eight on my lap. Yeah. And sitting across the street from my mother's house because her house had been broken into 17 times. Wow. And then it got burnt down, and then everything was in the garage, and she had a trailer. It was just this crazy thing, but it kept getting broken into. And so I'm sitting in the neighborhood I grew up in and ran around in the streets in the middle of the night, and our parents knew we did this. You know, we'd be up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning playing. Yeah. You know, and, and here I am sitting there with a 38 on my lap, staking yeah. my mom's house out because the cops won't do anything. You know, yeah. in the same neighborhood I did. It's just crazy. It's it's just unreal. It, it is. It's crazy. Mhm. We caught him, by the way. I did catch him. Just let you know, let you all know the end of the story there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't shoot him though. <laughs> all right, sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. I want. I want to. I want to tell you. A couple of weeks ago, you were talking about Gil Scott Heron. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, he's he's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite artists. And I was wondering if you ever you had heard him do uh, bicentennial blues. 
No, but I bet I, if I have, I don't remember. But I bet I look it up afterwards, after the show. Yeah, yeah check it out. I think you'll like okay. it. Uh, okay. Yeah, you can reach me on Facebook. My name is Melvin Johnson, um, and I'm also on YouTube under the same name. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, love you dearly. Thank you so much for sharing tonight, and I hope you have Thank a you. really amazing okay. year. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetheart. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 863863. You're on the air. Maybe you're not. Maybe you are now. Oh, um, he- hello, Nyla. This, hey, Noreen. Is- How are you, love? Okay, I'm doing all right. Happy New okay. Year to you. Okay, um, Happy New Year to you, too, Nyla. <laughs> What's going on, sweetheart? Well, I've been feeling very, really strong today around me. Of and a few minutes ago, I just felt him really strong. Mm-hmm. And it's an awful, it's an awful feeling because I know he's still here. Of course he is. He's not going to leave yes. you. No, he ain't. Okay, and um, and for the I'm I want to take the challenge to a haiku, uh, a poem a day, a day, a haiku a day. Now remember, Noreen, wait, wait, wait. Remember what happened the last time I turned you on to poetry when I yes. when I turned you on to sonnets. Look yes. what happened. How many sonnets have you written in your life now? Um, about seventeen, eighteen. I know yeah. that's not much. No, it is. It is? <laughs> I've never oh, okay. written a sonnet in my life. Wow. That'd be a good challenge for you to write no. a... be a good challenge <laughs> for the year. You have a whole no. year to do, write a sonnet. No, I will fail. <laughs> you know what? I thought I would... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something, Nyla. I hope I'm not being bossy or nothing. But, um, uh, you know, when you told me about a sonnet, I didn't think I could do it either. I thought I'd fail. But once I started it... And and I didn't. I started it and started writing it. And oh my God, it was an awful feeling. And when I finished that one, I didn't want to stop. I want to write some more. But it is hard (laughs) to do. It is hard to do. But um, every time, and I'm always writing one for Gary. And he always loves my sonnets. I'll 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 try to try. How about that? Yes. But I'm glad good. that you're going to do the haiku because that's a whole new one for you. Yes. I wrote some haikus. Well, I can't and wait to I, hear And some. I just wrote one while um while the show is um while the show was uh, on tonight too. And see, look, you know, if you write a haiku a day, at the end of the year that's yes. 365 haiku. You only need yes. 60 to make a hi- write a haiku book. So out of 365 mm-hmm. haiku Mm-hmm. Or 64. No, there's a five. Look up here. Anyway, you're going to have a buttload of haikus to choose from, and there's going to be some great ones. There's going to be some crap in there, but there's going to be some good ones. There's going to be some great ones, and you will have yes. enough. to. By the, so by the end of the year, if your goal is to write a book this year, by the end of the year, by doing that, like I said, your goals are 12-step programs. you got 12 months. Each month, what are the steps you have to take to reach your goal at the end? Po- you want to book out poetry out by the end of the year? Write a haiku a day. Mm-hmm. Every day this year, and by the end of the year, you'll have enough material to put out a book on haiku. Wow. Easy peasy. Yes. Yep. So that's what we'll be looking for next, being in next year is Noreen Snyder's first book of haiku poetry. Yes. 
you, you know, you, you wanted uh, Gary and I both do a, a do a haiku a day and then do a book at the end and him do a book too. But when mm-hmm. I bought him, I got him a notebook while he was over there at, at the Lake Wells. Um, when he's at the at the nursing home over there, and I try to get him, but um, I know they told me he he he's not the same anymore since he had that stroke. So I couldn't, I couldn't get to him to understand. He, he will write down. I want to. Uh, yes, I will write poetry, and maybe that's something like that. But he, you never know what he's going to write. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can understand him, and sometimes you can't. I mean, I'm, I remember him writing me a love letter. It might not be a love letter to somebody else, but it was to me. He wrote it for me and handed it to me when I got excited. I said, oh, wow, I'm going to cherish this forever. I'll never forget this. So he wrote it down. He said, I'm so happy or something like that. She said, she's going to cherish this forever. He wrote that. And, and wow, Aww. that brought me to tears. You're going to you bring know? me to tears. You guys are so amazing. You know, there's yes. a reason that you still feel those arms around you. You know, you guys yes. are a once-in-a-lifetime love. Mm-hmm. Because no, cause nobody can replace him because he is mm-hmm. so so special. Mm-hmm. And I love him so much with all my heart. And, you know, I we always look forward to seeing 50 years, of, or seeing 50th wedding anniversary. I, I would have been 100 and he would have been 114. That was our goal, but didn't you work. You know, honey, you're still going to have a 50th wedding anniversary. Oh yes, we can. Yes, because he'll be right here. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, that anniversary is going to happen. Yes, it's still going to happen. Yes. So, what is in your heart to share with us tonight, Noreen? Okay, first I'll share one of one of Gary's. Okay, and it's um a musician's love. Okay, this is one of my favorites too. Okay. Um, the violin hears as I bow, forever drawing it to and fro, never-ending cycle like tunes of practice done just right. The violin r- rest, no more sound, skies darken and the night settles down as I leave a wanton wonder full of thought and makes no difference if it's sweet or hot. The fictions of probability pro- is what I see, to embellish this spellbound dream for me, the end. That's beautiful. Thank you. And let me guess, the one you're going to read is for him. Yes, this is for him. And this is a Mm -hmm. haiku called You and I. You and I are like a beautiful sunset over a breathtaking, breathtaking lake, the end. I don't well, know if that's any good. It's it precise the the imagery in it, the glow, mm-hmm. the warmth, the easiness, the quiet. It mm-hmm. all provokes really good emotions in what you guys were to each other. Beautiful. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So do me a favor, my beautiful Noreen, darling. Yes. Tell everyone how they can find you and Gary, but bo- your and Gary's books and all that good stuff. Oh, okay, I sure will. Okay, you find you can find Gary and I our books um, at um, Amazon.com. Our books are Two Hearts in One, Refle- Reflections of Our Inner Beings, 
in two heart I mean in um the art of truth and you can find uh, both of us on um Gary and Noreen um dot like Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry and then you can um find Gary on Facebook dot com and you can find um him on wikinut.com, on reverbnation.com. You hear his music on there, and in poetry too. And then um, you can also find him on um, poetrypoem.com. And he's also googleable and googleable. Okay. And then you can, <laughs> and then you can find um, me on um, facebook.com and reverbnation.com. Um, uh, wikinut.com, um, poetrypoem.com, and I am Googleable and Googleable. Yes, ma'am, you are. And I'm go- I'm going to have to go through and, and and Google us to find all the sites we both are on, because there's so many of them. And um, and and there's one that that we I used to be on, but Gary, I don't think Gary was on it. But but um, I'm going to miss him. It's uh, Starlight Cafe, um, they, they they're gone now uh, since uh, yesterday, but they're going to um, do another site, but different name, and that was a really great site to for your poetry. That was about one of the first ones I joined, besides the freedom of speech, and I sure miss freedom of speech because Gary and I, that was our first one we ever been on together, freedom of speech, and I sure miss that. Okay, and and oh, and I want to um, thank um, all the sponsors for um, sponsoring the sh- sponsoring the show for the year. And I want to thank you, Nyla, and Christopher Ryan, and Michael Quigg for um, being the host for the show. For us poets, we have a venue for our poetry, and and thank you. We appreciate you guys, Noreen. Thank you so much. Okay, we love you, you dearly, and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Yay! All right, sweetie. Okay. Big hugs okay. to you. We love you okay. guys. You and Gary okay. both. And we, we both love y'all too. Thank okay. you, baby girl. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> bye, bye, okay. honey. Okay. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Okay. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. And uh, working through the uh, <laughs> the phone line issues with me. Appreciate you all. I am ending the show with a piece uh, called uh, "Where Did it, Let's See." And I just was talking about uh, talking about the technical issues, like they were a thing of the past. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and close the piece with. Oh, come on, come on! You can do this. You can do this. Open up. Open up. Do it. Do it. We're going to do first Adam Faulkner, Saturday or Sundays at First Presbyterian. I got that one to open. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. And stay creative. Go out and make messy and have fun. Good night, everybody. Sundays at First Presbyterian. I remember Sundays at First Presbyterian by the smell of ashtrays trapped in the morning after close of older boys.
whose mouthfuls of neon and grown-up I envied how their ugliest of unholy words made the pretty girls blush and forget to flirt back. By the chatter of high heels crunching into sidewalk, the wearing of a choir boy's patience at not peeking, eyes closed, head bowed, at beginning to notice curves in the bodies of girls we'd met playing baseball at recess. I remember Sundays.